What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Namacron. I'm your host, Hoist. Oh, wow. Hoist. Hoist. The host. The moist. <laughs> the moist host. <laughs> the, the, the hoist most? What? The moist I am your host, <laughs> Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, for those of us who can speak. Uh, and joining me, of course, are my two homies, Ryan the Synthetic. What up, man? Hello, hello. And Ollie, the Vonstrosity slash Chungus slash Bungus slash... Mungus today. Mungus. Mungus. <laughs> what up, man? <laughs> you know, just munging it up here. Munging it up? Been, been waiting for you to get back after a two-week hiatus. It was a good hiatus. Yeah. It was good. Uh, had a lot of fun. Got to see family, which was nice. Uh, definitely did a lot of sightseeing. In Montreal, did a lot of eating in Montreal. Ooh, did a lot of eating hope, this hope whole so. fucking trip. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, I think we've been to like two or three different Italian places, and those were fantastic. And then had some, uh, some down dirty diner food. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is okay. So just to sidetrack one one quick story, and then we'll, we'll move this along. Um, in Sudbury, Ontario, we're... Uh, my father-in-law lives and my wife's technically it's her nephew but they're he's older than she is mm-hmm. so she just refers to him as uh, her brother we stayed at his place and he, there's this place out in Sudbury called uh oh shit it's like oh, a shit? it's like a no it's like a, <laughs> <laughs> having a hard time remembering the name uh, it doesn't matter it's a they look like a knockoff McDonald's and okay. their whole their whole shtick is like they're only in Sudbury. Their her whole shtick is like Sudbury is a one arch town. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I've uh, heard of it, that. Right, but they've been there since like 1967. Like they've been around for a long, mm-hmm. long time. So we got some their their big thing menu wise is this gravy slash barbecue sauce slash I don't know what to call it, but what it really is is Swiss chalet chicken sauce. Like Swish. that chicken gravy. Oh, really? You know, like that orange, tangy, herby fucking gravy. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Hmm. It's like a, it's a big deal. Oh, and they also have apparently the best fries in Sudbury. I would concur; those fries are delicious, but I don't have enough knowledge of the rest of the fries in Sudbury hmm. to make an adequate uh, judgment on that. Shoutouts to the town of Sudbury because why not? Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> We got a lot to talk show. about. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> the mayor himself or herself. Sub- Female mayor, I think, if I remember Ooh. seeing the, the posters. Glad I corrected myself there. About town there. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about because I was away mm-hmm. um, for these last few weeks. Stranger Things had its finale. It's too weird weirdly timed episodes yeah. season finale <laughs> like why wouldn't you like you could have broken that up evenly i suppose like two and a half hours for one and like what one hour 12 minutes for the first yeah. one well i i or heard something minutes or something like heard, that heard something that the directors were like we didn't really know where to end the last episode into two episodes so just pause it wherever you want because it's just awkward to edit and so I'm guessing that's probably why they made those, like, part two. So you're telling me that the reason why this happened is just laziness? 
No, in actuality, I'm sure it's 100 percent to keep the to keep the discussion online going to hype up the show Netflix. for like a longer time. Get your shit together. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Calling you out, Netflix fan of the show. Trying to introduce ads. Not though. a sponsor. <laughs> oh my god, I will cancel my Netflix subscription. <laughs> that one's not even mine. I will yeah. get. I will get my wife to cancel our Netflix subscription. <laughs> yeah, back to touring. If they start, if they start putting ads, <laughs> like it depends. Like, are they just gonna have like a section of ads? Like you can just go in and watch ads because why not? Not that nobody wants to watch ads, but like you can't you can't segment that into your current well, platform and then charge a premium to not have it when you're already kind of charging a fucking premium on your service. See, I feel like what I like that they did, uh, even though I never use it, if you go on the Netflix app, they actually have a section that's like um, fast laughs. And it'll show you clips of all the of like funny scenes and like different shows. So it's like ads for its own shows on Netflix, and so it kind of gives you a little snippet of like what might be interesting to watch. But that's okay though. If they're actually doing like ads like Hulu, then like I don't think that's going to be received very well at all. No, it won't. You'll see so many people drop membership. Like hint, hint, wink, wink. Netflix. That's the whole point. People bought into streaming. If everyone just starts putting ads back in, it's back to cable TV and Pirate Bay. Like it's no different. Until somebody else is like, "No, we got money. We'll just make a non-fucking." Somebody's gonna buy the rights to all the shows Netflix canceled, and then that's gonna get popular again. (laughs) Oh my god! Anyways, yeah, Stranger Things, uh, season four with volume two, right? Yeah, yeah, I did talk for first volume. What a crazy finish to all of that. Um, I'm not going to lie. My mind's a touch hazy on part one. Part two is a little more. I, Yeah, I think the part one, did that memorable. end? That ended like an episode after um, Max almost died and had that like really iconic running scene or whatever, right? I want to say it ended shortly uh, after that episode. I think that was like midway through. Oh, was it? Yeah, because that was still the when they were one. figuring everything out. Right. Um, like they oh, were still think... all separated. Uh, that group, I, I don't think it even, or maybe they had just met up with Eddie. Oh, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think part one ended when they just met up with Eddie and then they decided to go to the lake and swim and Steve swam down and almost died in the upside down. <laughs> and and then I think it ended shortly after that when they made a plan to attack the upside down or something like that to go in there and kill Vecna. Uh, and I think that's when uh, it ended. Yeah, yeah somewhere I think, around I think there. you're right. Yeah, I can't remember what the... That sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, and then the others, like Mike and and the others went to Dustin's girlfriend's house, I think. They got the coordinates to find the Eve, or was it the Eve? Nora, I think it was. Nora. Yeah, something like that. Nina. Tina? Gina? Nina. Nina. Yeah, I think it was Nina. Um, And then, of course, Eleven was still there. 
I think she just got her powers back and they revealed that Vecna was number one or whatever. I think that's like the right. last scene of that episode where it showed his tattoo. And then they had the the fight <clears throat> that ended. That was like at the end of part one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Where she pretty much destroys him <laughs> as a young, young child. Yeah. Yeah. That was in part one. And then, yeah, part two is just the two episodes, right? It was the one hour and then the two hour episode. Right. Um, and yeah, I was kind of concerned where part one left off that you had all these characters in like three different locations. How are you going to suddenly like reintroduce everybody together to do like a cohesive story? And I mean, they kind of mitigated that, but I, I still think that that was like, again, my issue with with this season that I've seen in other seasons is like, I don't like it when they, when they just have like characters doing their own thing for like the whole season and like never running into the other characters. I think they're playing the long game uh, of they spent, they spent this season just having everybody do a side quest. <sighs> um, more or less, except for like Harrington and like the main group. Cause they were, they were on the main quest. Everybody yeah. else was off doing side quest. Um, because they want to bring it all together for the, the fifth and final season, right? Because now, with everything that's gone on, we'll talk about that when it's appropriate. They, so, ha- <clears throat> they have to bring everybody together to 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 deal with yeah. that situation, right? So we're really looking at part <clears throat> uh, season four as a part one and season five as a part two. I guess. Hmm. And there's supposed they, to be a five year time skip though after this season, right? Isn't that rumored? I thought that was supposed to be what was happening, but now I'm really thinking that it would be weird if they did that. Well, right. Yeah. Because are they like, without getting into it ahead of, unless you just want to break it out. Let's just, yeah, let's just jump. Yeah. Like we're we're already late to this anyway. Like (laughs) enough. I've seen it. Yeah. So Vecna gets what he wants. He still manages to kill Max after an epic fucking psychic fight. And then that like pretty much un- unblocks the last barrier or whatever. And he now is free and has now opened up a huge fucking tear in all of Hawkins. Can they really post year five years that? See, that's what I, I mean, wonder. I don't because... think so just because of the way it ended. Like, with the when they're rain standing in front was... of that storm of like yeah. everything dying towards them, I don't think that there's any way that they can just like ignore that for five years. Unless no, the entirety they... of season five is like post-apocalyptic. I was gonna say, unless they red dawn this shit, yeah, where they've been living with it for five years and slowly figure out yeah. like, the ultimate plan on how to fight back and end it once and for all, like a proper eighties fucking action movie. Exactly. I feel like part of the theme of season five is going to be that it's no longer in the shadows, right? Everyone is going to see what the upside it down is front and center and start to realize all the events that happened in Hawkins in the past was this coming to fruition and i feel like we're gonna get like basically an army of people that are dedicated like maybe a even an elite like task force from the u.s military or whatever that takes on um trying to capture zones in the city it'll be the kids it'll be the kids and the families 
I think part of it. I think I'll see I'll see like maybe Steve Harrington being part of that like task force and then some of the other kids being upset that they're like still not allowed to enroll or whatever and them trying to figure out their own shit um and how they can help the fight. I feel like that's but unless the 5 year time skip I guess makes it so that everyone can enroll but it also kind of ended with everyone like um nancy and jonathan were talking about going to separate schools and whatever and steve not right now they're not yeah i know right (laughs) but like why to each other but like why (laughs) but like why would they or maybe this is why but like why would they set up these kinds of little side um conversations with a bunch of the different characters if they weren't going to go into that later on like because they're going to kill jonathan and then her and Harrington are going to renegotiate. Yeah, that's, that's what I was kind of going to wonder, because Steve Harrington did not give that speech for no reason. I felt like that really came out of the blue. I felt like that speech was like 100% from fans and writing like erotica of the show or something. <laughs> I was just like, we don't need There was nothing this. erotic about that. It was a... It was a... A, a fantasy of having a few kids well more than a few kids like six oh kids cabin fishing but that's what i'm saying stuff. like like they didn't they didn't even build up that steve harrington really like kept noticing nancy and like falling in love with her because course, they broke up in like no like yeah, they broke up he, in like season never, two it's because he never stopped loving her 80s man 80s ah, i guess i still feel like it came out of nowhere and it was a little bit over the top for what it was <laughs> and and then they literally didn't end the season with like them getting back together so i'm like yeah they must be killing off jonathan because no, jonathan five. showed up and fucked it all up for everybody yeah and i wonder if part of her breaking up with steve harrington too was because the actors in real life um jonathan and nancy are like a couple because of the show but only to to circumvent that in the last Season? Yeah, because it's what the fans want. Poor Steve Harrington, right? He tried to move on, and then, <laughs> and then, and then now his bet hit with his now best friend back in that bathroom in season three or whatever, and um, uh, and she was like, "Oh, sorry, I'm interested in women." And right. yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But, I fucking yeah. love Stranger Things. Like this show never ceases to surprise me at all like it's i mean i i definitely enjoy stranger things for what it is um and i mean my yeah like it's still at the end of the day i feel like they're very basic with their story and the complexity of it and it almost kind of is like the same way doom doesn't have a story you know it's just like action and people do things and there's the climax in the last episode and like I mean, there there's definitely a lot more to it than that, but I can't help but still feel that with every season, like, going forward. And I think that's still why season one is my favorite, because at least that had, like, real suspense and, like, not knowing what it was. But every season, they only, like, trickled down the lore, and this season, they finally gave way more to the lore. In fact, like you said earlier, they probably explained all of it by this point, but I, I don't feel know. Like, I... <clears throat> I feel like... Season one was like Ridley Scott's 1980 whatever alien with Sigourney Weaver. 
in the sense that it's one monster terrorizing the entire ship or one monster terrorizing Hawkins. And then season two is like legit the sequel, Aliens. Now there's fucking demo dogs and a fucking and a queen, which is the mind flayer. Yeah, okay. I see where you're going with this. Right. Season three kind of just fucking takes tropes from an entirely different movie. Let's go the thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's disgusting, yeah. it's it's fucking fleshy and gross. There's teeth yeah. everywhere. And then, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right and now yeah. i don't know how to classify season four i don't know where i'm i'm not certain where the influence comes from yeah but i'll tell you it was hellraiser charging to watch l fucking darth vader a helicopter out of the fucking sky <laughs> like that was like i think that's like the that's like the thing that's going to be the new trend. Oh, well, Star Wars can fucking do it. It's awesome. So can Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying Stranger Things is taking influence from Star Wars directly. I don't... I don't. Yeah. I would like I... to talk about that scene a little bit, though. And I really liked uh, this second half, but I think this, this specific scene was probably the goofiest thing in this entirety of season <laughs> four. It's like the uh what was his name the scientist not even the scientist guy but papa daddy papa yeah <laughs> daddy i could i would call daddy. him daddy got a nice daddy. hair <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think he's a forgettable character so that's why i couldn't remember yeah i really i I, the... I mean one like his redemption thing was i really didn't feel bad for him when he yeah. still died I was like, whatever, fuck that guy. But also, well, yeah, like, kind of an what, when was the last tank. time we saw him? Season one? Like, uh, I think. Uh, like, he was halfway through season I mean, two or something, like flashbacks right? Flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, I, that's why I feel like I can't pinpoint the last time we've actually seen him. Because I feel like season one, he was a very prominent character. And then they kind of dropped him, except maybe for flashbacks until now. I don't remember. It's been too long since I've seen the other seasons. Oh yeah, they nerfed they nerfed him out season one. Season two, yeah, he was in flashbacks and in what's the word? Like hallucinations. Yeah, because um, because the way they introduced him again in this season was very much like a character that hasn't been on the show for ten seasons coming back to reprise his role. I felt he was very like I don't know much that. But anyways, go on, Ryan. Yeah, I just, I just really thought that that whole like, you know, he they run out of the bunker and he gets shot, and then he's still moving around for like five minutes. He gets he shot like, again. He took like five and, fucking sniper rounds. Yeah, and then at the end of all of it, he just like he, he presses the collar release button and he's still fucking oh, yeah. alive has, over there with like has... three bullets in his spine. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking like, chilling like 50 cows. and still has enough time to have a conversation yeah. after all of that like because it just it his... felt so unnecessary because it amounted to absolutely nothing and nobody that i've talked to has actually <laughs> felt 
like he was redeemed in that oh moment. no not at all yeah, and I think, no like it was just a waste of dialogue it seems like they prolonged his death which had zero impact on the rest of the show i just thought that was weird i think it was another reason to reinforce her thing about like re- remember what what you love or whatever that gave her her like powers back um i can't remember the exact thing that she was supposed to remember to get like stronger or whatever but well, she was um, just supposed to remember what happened that's no, what it, brought her powers back, but it was that moment of the of the uh, the memory of her mother. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was like it the, was, something to do with the push and pull of the good and good and bad memories. Yeah, it, it was it was the advice from Papa back then that allowed her to get rid of Vecna in the first place. It wasn't the remembering of the events itself or whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I felt like his death was for. Just another thing for her to remember um, and be even more powerful or something. Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I think that he shouldn't have died. I'm just saying that I think they did too much around his death. Oh, and yeah, it was no, just unnecessary. Like, they, they just went <laughs> over the top for no reason. Yeah. When he really could have just died. I 100% agree. It was cheesy as fuck. I feel yeah. like... I feel but I'm like wondering that... if it was written purposely as a trope just to because like this, this whole show is hard to say yeah. Trope, right yeah mm-hmm. yeah well i i was just thinking in that exact scene that's probably like the highest the budget has been for like actual special effects <laughs> and not cgi i'm like i can't think of any other part in the season in any of the seasons where they had like a big enough budget to do something like that and that was definitely it they were in a desert that couldn't have been cgi like they literally were in a place safe enough to do all that stuff so i really hope it wasn't cgi yeah that would be pretty cool if that was just like practical effects but now like what's happened to the other doctor i guess he takes over is he still alive i i I thought so yeah, I would think so. Or like, I guess he I was. See him die, so I'm just gonna. Oh yeah, because I guess alive. the last time we see him was he's being interrogated by like the general or something like that. He got the shit yeah. beat out of him, but he was yeah. also left in the fucking in the facility, and the top part of that facility exploded, didn't it? No, that's true. Hmm, maybe he is fucked. It's Fallout. That's uh, that's gonna be the spinoff. He's just <laughs> in a vault underground. He can't get out. <laughs> But yeah, I guess there's like, like a few things they left kind of open like that. But well, right. But like, also, what are the Russians doing with all the creatures from the Upside Down? That's what are I they, wanted to know. Are so they cloning them, bad. or are they like harvesting them? No, technically there was an <clears throat> opening there. They they themselves said there must be an opening to the Upside Down here. But all you saw were the monsters itself. They never and the, and the chunk of the Mind Flayer, like the yeah. Storm. Yeah, and I'm like, how the fuck did they get that chunk and, and you know, like, got it in one piece or whatever right. enough to capture mm-hmm. it? And, like, how, like, they are way more advanced than any of the Hawkins people in knowing what the Upside Down is. It must be. And I'm curious why they had that in, why, maybe, I that's a dumb question, like, why they had that in a gulag or a prison or whatever. <laughs> it, it was to experiment on them and, and, and see what would kill it or whatever. Right. But um, 
yeah, like I'm really, really curious. I feel like there has to be more there with the Russian storyline, and I was kind of disappointed it was just 90% saving Hop, and like, then, <laughs> and then that my own my biggest gripe with that storyline as well was that they they once they knew the kids were dealing with something in Hawkins, they somehow felt like this one pocket, this one portal was going to be the one that that they would be able to help hurt the mind flare or Vecna by killing all the ones in the prison. And I got two things to say about that. One, if there's a, a portal in Russia, wouldn't that have, that have counted to the three portals in that Vecna was trying to open? Like why or didn't... did that shut? Oh, hold on. When the machine went off under, under the star court mall. Yeah. Did it shut both of them? Like, was that the other oh. side? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure that was because that's how Hot made it to Russia in that exact prison, probably, right? But well, I think they, they never just took really him. <laughs> took him and flew him there. <laughs> oh, sorry, never mind. He didn't go through the portal. That's right. right. He, he fell underneath it, and he was and two minutes behind the rest of them. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> never mind. So that would have been a good way to write it, and they could have gone that angle. And that's what I honestly thought they did when they had that um end credit scene last season with the american being in the prison cell and i was kind of like yeah and they didn't go with that thanks for reminding me because yeah that was another issue i had with it but um yeah anyways think about that actually like that uh that he was taken there i just assumed that it was like connected in in some way but yeah, that yeah. honestly, that's that's weird. It's weird that they have a portal to me. It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I feel like there has to be more there, and they didn't well, right. What's answer that connection? question. What's their no. connection to to Hawkins? <laughs> I I feel like yeah. the joke is literally just we gotta find a way to write the Russians in. It's the fucking eighties. Like, well, that, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, like that's all it is. It's like, oh, those pesky Russians are trying to bring this vermin into our world. Let's go, like, slap them around in this prison and like destroy the Russians <laughs> and the others because okay. fuck yeah, America. Okay. Like, okay. Hot, hot take, off the cuff, uh-huh. prediction. Vecna yeah. teams up with the Russians. <laughs> Mike drop. got me there yeah back to the teams up with the russians that's what's going to happen and we are literally going to so, have a red dawn situation so when he oh, was shotgunned so out the window was it just like russians that scooped him up and nursed him back to health you think? i mean <laughs> i mean it could be maybe he, he nourished himself from the one side and then like i need an army yeah i mean he could just build one i suppose but like just get all those bats how would you fucking fight bats <laughs> like <laughs> like okay speaking of, like speaking of which let me segue that into eddie's character oh and let's, let's talk about the, him the master of puppets yeah so i i loved his character i didn't know what to think of him at first i in part one i've totally felt like they wrote him as the kind of, at least in the first few episodes, as the kind of character that was going to be, like, in actuality, a douche to both Dustin and Mike, and that he would end up, like, betraying them or being actually, like, a, a no, bad character in the season. Right, but he's actually a bro. 
I know. And I was like, wow, that I wouldn't even call that character development. It's just straight up like not understanding the person, but the character is already there. And I just felt like it was very natural and it didn't make me think mm-hmm. it was forced that like suddenly I like this character kind of like it, it was just easier to ease into the idea that he was a great character than it was when Steve Harrington in season one was introduced, right, you know, yeah. like he was a total douche. And then later on, he <laughs> actually like, especially in season two, he started showing his like good side. And with this character in the span of like two episodes, they made you realize, no, he's not a piece of shit. He's just a very passionate like person. And um, yeah, I was like, wow, what a, what a phenomenal character. I really liked Eddie's character this, uh, this season for sure. Oh yeah. I think, uh, I think it was written that way so that we could get a view of how the rest of society views him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But but when like really deep down, it's not him at all. He's just misunderstood. He's a misunderstood being. Yeah, yeah, and like and justice, justice for for fucking Eddie. That was I know. How are you gonna make him go out like that? The and the 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 final scene with Dustin and Eddie's uncle. I was just like tearing up so much. I was like, that's got to be like the worst fucking way to find out you're like your um, nephew is dead after being missing and and um his name like slandered for being the leader of a cult that killed this girl you know and people still believe that if you saw the posters at the end of the of the last episode mm-hmm. like he didn't suddenly right. become a hero he just died in the earthquake and and yeah so like i feel like they can't just do him like that season five i feel will bring the character back in some capacity or at least his um his memory will be brought up a lot or something like that is uh is vecna a necromancer uh i would like i mean didn't they do you think he could bring him back from the dead as a minion well this is the weird thing is i came across this rumor online and i have i didn't really read into it i have no idea where people are coming up with this maybe i missed something but now that you bring up the necromancer thing i've heard rumors that um eddie is supposed to come back in season five <clears throat> as one of venya vecna's like knights of ren or whatever and yeah. mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be a vampire so the the theory generally goes that things that are not from the upside down are not able to die in the upside down. Oh, is that where and that comes from? The theory comes from the uh, mostly from the scene where Vecna is pushed into the upside down by Eleven in the flashback. Oh, because yeah, like, he didn't he, die. You know, he didn't he have falls food. like thousands of feet. He gets struck by lightning like multiple times. His flesh is like warped and torn from his body. And he lands on the ground and then, like, walks around without food or water or anything for what we are kind of led to believe is months in his dialogue uh, that he has in regards to um, finding a mind flare and understanding how the Upside Down works. And why didn't the other Demogorgons that he passed by in that clip, like, why didn't they go after him? Like any other Demogorgon would would have smelt somebody in on Earth in Hawkins from right. a mile away, and the other That's... thing is, 
So that's, did... that's one of the things that I'm confused about as well, and I think they'll explain next season uh, in uh... regards to especially the Russia thing as well. Yeah. Because I think, I still think that the first instance of the Upside Down coming into existence was that. I think that L pushing him through that wall into the Upside Down was the emergence point. I don't think that it really had any, uh, like, physical opening to the real world before that point. So I think that uh, everything... Like, everything that the Upside Down has affected has only been since L discovered or uh, pushed him in and, and, like, created everything. I don't think there was any effect on the actual world until that moment. Now, do you think that world was already there? Yeah, or did I, I it, do. Did I, I think it was created? already there. Okay. But yeah. Uh, so I'm almost thinking that maybe just with the way this is going, that it might end up in some with some like general idea that D and D wasn't a game necessarily, and it was created as a as a guide in a way. Oh shit! Like, Make that come I, I full that, circle fantasy. Yeah, I think that we might see something like that kind of develop in the final season huh. here, and Dude, it also my, goes my into this. Right uh, you guys, you guys know like the OG D and D, the uh, the strongest like monster, the strongest like boss that you could fight wasn't uh, like the character of Vecna, like the 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 witch or necromancer the, or think, whatever. Yeah, it was it was actually that red dragon. It was a big red dragon. Oh, the one on the cover of all the manuals and whatnot. Yeah, which is also funny because Will drew that same dragon in the picture that he gave to Mike right? in the backseat of that van. Oh, that they were fighting him. Yeah, like that the party was fighting him. So I I think that that's going to be like... Fekna's a Nazgul. I, I think it's going to be like the physical form of the mind flayer now that it itself can cross over into the real world. Damn. Jesus How Christ. How the fuck you kill a dragon? But I don't know, man. But Vecna but, like, is the Vecna's mind Vecna's also like... still not dead. Well, Vecna is attached to the mind flayer. Right. Like he, it, he, was a, it was a being he absorbed. But the mind flayer is him type of deal. Right. Hmm. So, what changes the mind flayer to do the like? Why was the mind flayer a villain earlier than Vecna was? Because I feel like because well, I don't think that was like that wasn't really it, it was the mind flayer, but it was still in like the embodiment of Billy. So um, it still um... needed like it. It didn't it didn't have the portals open to have a a way into the real world without a host. Oh, so Vecna was helping it there. Yeah. I think that the four portals uh, were to open an area large enough for it to be able to manifest itself into the real world without requiring a host body first. Okay. Yeah. I totally, I totally get that. I feel like that's definitely something that they, 
implied with the fact that the portals would open would basically allow the two different sides to connect and obviously with that mm -hmm. big crater now in the middle of the town that's definitely right. what they're gonna do um but it also like as well as looking back into even i think season two was the one with the pumpkin patch where they go yeah uh, like into that little underground area that turns into the upside down and it's like yeah. a massive trench that goes like through a large part of uh the outskirts of hawkins i think yeah. that was meant to be like the start of opening the portals. Oh, shit. Like, huh. that was the original path. But they only had the one giant portal underground that L ended up closing. Mm-hmm. So they didn't need the four portals Portals then for some reason. But the Mind Flayer still couldn't get through that portal on its own. Like, that's why, that's why there was that oh. power struggle at the end that blew up the reactor, and that's when they lost Hop. Well, that, yeah, that was season three, though. Season yeah. Two when L. But closed. season two, but uh, like uh, the whole thing, I think is leading up to that because oh. I've, I've seen, especially lately, um, uh, some old photos from the original, like season one, um, yeah. and the thing that kidnaps Will, and it really doesn't look like the Demogorgon. That's what Demogorgon looks like, yeah. Yeah, it's it is a lot more like slender features, especially around the face. It's not as like bulbous really and a lot of people have now been saying that they think that it was vecna which would make a lot of sense that he's been trying to create these portals from the beginning i would have but thought that it will was... also never died so we've only had two characters really die being billy and uh what was her name from the second season oh died, nancy's like friend episode. yeah yeah barb, he, barb. He, yeah barb Oh, so, fuck. so we there got was the really only rent. the two portals aside from the one that l made and then the one um because that one that one was the one the big one right it turned into the big one yeah oh man okay if if you're right on well if, in general if people are right on these theories and how they connect and whatnot i can't help but feel that they didn't have this idea back then and <laughs> except for maybe you know the shadowy figure and i i feel like like they at season two's point they said that they had like a five season arc but i kind of get the vibe that like this a lot of what they introduced in season five or season four was very very retroactive and oh, like yeah. the whole vecna thing and everyone else dying all the other kids dying um and l being the only one like they never explained that you know and then they slowly started introducing the idea that there were other kids other than l and even the fact that she was number 11 in season one would have tipped that off so it, maybe a little bit of it was there but i can't help but feel like they only just like got way more ideas now and we're like fuck we should have done that in season one and it just feels a little off to me. but I don't know for sure. I, I'm not 100% certain. But I have seen a lot of the old... Um, uh, what's it called? It's like the rough drafts of what something should look like. What, what is that term again? Concept? Yeah, I think concept Yeah, like art. the concept yeah. art of, uh, of what Vecna was supposed to look like. And I don't know. I don't know when this stuff is dated. Um 
but a lot of it is like it, weirdly similar to the shadowy figure that we see and it, not in this like from season one anyway that figure not really as similar looking as the Vecna that we have um, in terms of like the body's length like all the limbs were a lot longer in that shadowy figures um, like scene when we do see him compared to Vecna that we end up seeing now where he really only has the one long arm because of that hand and the rest of his body is more or less proportionate to itself but he mm. he kind of has the like very human figure just got a fucked up arm and face kind of so, <laughs> so i don't know like you honestly might be right like the, the concepts probably are from after that point but they probably didn't think that far ahead at the time i wouldn't say this one uh, I'm going to have to open Discord back Discord up. Again. Yeah. This was one of them, yeah. There were a couple that were like kind of like this as well, uh, with very different features on the face. Ew, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> okay, that just yeah, looks like, like this Abe bottom from, one was a little closer from to Hellboy. what uh, to the shadow figure looked like. Huh. So, almost looks like they were going with like a ghoul or something. Like a yeah, like just a ghouly dude. You're a ghouly yeah. dude. <laughs> so maybe I mean maybe they could always just be like that shadowy figure that you saw in season one that kidnapped Will was Vecna, but like before he packed on some muscle after gaining mental strength in the Upside Down. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah i mean sure like they can I, really explain it however they want and i i wonder then gonna bother addressing it like the upside down i guess it's been confirmed for a while but the upside down is more like a pocket dimension and not like a distant planet or anything like that like it's just a different it's like the negative zone or whatever right yeah i think so apparently this is what vecna actually is Oh. Well, I mean, even the Demogorgon and or, or the the Thessal Hydra of season three was was like a Hydra, right? And that looked nothing like the Mind Flayer. <laughs> yeah. So they're only making these connections in theme, I guess. So hold on, let me take it back for a second here, Ryan. Are you suggesting that the Mind Flayer is in fact more powerful? than Vecna, but is using Vecna as a vessel to get what it wants so it can unleash hell on the planet? Yeah. I'm so totally in love with that idea. You don't even know. <laughs> and same with when you tie that into um, Dungeons and Dragons being a guide, not a game. Like, that would... Yeah, that uh, that would actually be really head. cool. I just that... I feel like it's really on theme for the show. Like it so, really makes sense with what they've been doing. So are they gonna Ghostbusters Afterlife it? <laughs> where in the final scene you get the people who first wrote D and D being like, "Thanks, kids. We'll take it from here." <laughs> and like, oh but man, here's, I fucking hope so. That the, first people who, you. <laughs> the first people who wrote D and D though, if this is a guide, did they have an experience with the Upside Down and Vecna before? Well, no, because Vecna was only created well before. At well after D D was created. But the right? upside down did still exist. 
yeah, it did like still exist. The Mind Flayer was but, around long before him. Right. Yeah, the Mind Flayer. But if the Necromancer is supposed to be based off Vecna, then like, how would they have known? Because Vecna didn't exist before that, till after then. So maybe one of the team that first founded um, D&D became part of the Upside Down or something. That's yeah, who, who knows, honestly. I, I don't care no how clue. they swing it. If they could write it that way, I would be happy. <laughs> I don't care which yeah. way they go with it. Like that'd be fucking dope. That would come oh man, that would like set off all my nerd sensations. Yeah, that it would be cool. I won't lie. If they're going that route, that would be cool. But yeah, I wish they they, they had more of that kind of like hint back in the earlier season so that it felt like that's what they were going with in season five, but yeah, like Alex said, either way, if they finish season five with that fact, then that'd be actually really cool and open a lot of the lore. And and now I'm wondering what this spinoff show that they're doing is. Right, Ryan, was that your theory or was that something you read? That was so the the overall theory that I just like spat out at you guys there is my theory oh. based on like things that I have seen, like the. Uh, these images that you posted here, these are not these are not original ideas from me. Right. These are things that I've seen. Um, the the mind flare stuff is all like my ideas, though, I, and I do want to take credit for that. No uh, credit due, sir, because that was that's a crazy, crazy awesome fucking theory. That'd be dope. Like that'd be so dope. That was like a really treat for so, my man. brain. Thank you. I just I, I think that they, they're doing a good enough job with this show that even if they do something like completely different that I, I don't expect and didn't think I wanted, I still trust them to do it right. Like, especially in this uh, season four, there were a couple moments where I really thought that it was going to start going downhill finally. Um, like, I feel like in every superhero type show ever, whenever you're told that uh, the hero that's lost their powers can now get their powers back, but stronger. Right. I always think that like, those are some of the worst moments in um, <laughs> like that type of um, uh, like show movie, yeah. whatever it might be. I, I just think it's so corny and lame and almost every, everything that has ever been in. But they actually did a good job with this show. It, it was impactful and more than just like, oh, you need to save people, so you got to get your powers back. It actually played a major role into discovering bits and pieces of the story that we wouldn't have had without it. Right. And the same goes with like, uh, a lot of people have been kind of having problems with the massive cast now, but I really don't mind it. I don't mind that now we have characters that can go on these side stories with other characters and not just be like like two of them that are completely separate from the rest of the entire group and don't meet up to the end like Ollie was saying that he really uh hasn't been liking i i think right. that the, the the difference with this season is that there's enough characters where it feels like we still hit all of the expected like interaction basises for this show like every character feels interesting because of not only their own developments but the way that they're affected with those around them and i think we wouldn't get that kind of unique storytelling if it, 
uh, if it wasn't for them being separate like they are. Um, but I also think that we're not going to have a lot of character development to go through in the final season because of that. Hmm. So I think there's going to be more of a focus on um, new characters, maybe losing characters that we've seen for a while, and then just uh, wrapping up the story. Probably a larger focus on location than actual like characters is my right. guess. Yeah, I don't. I still don't ever see them killing off the main cast anymore. Like, I don't think in season five, Steve Harrington is gonna die. Nancy's gonna die. Like, I, like maybe Jonathan because they've he's really taken a back back seat this season. So it's gonna be less less ca- you know, like less mm-hmm. crazy when they do kill him off in season five. But yeah. like Dustin, Mike. Um, lucas uh, yeah max i don't think they're gonna die i think max is gonna come back with some abilities when she finally comes out of that coma whatever triggers it and she's gonna help l take down vecna and i think that's like what's gonna go down i think vecna transferred something to max but i still think that max is gonna wake up blind or whatever actually um Mm -hmm. i just think that whatever she's going to get is like true sight which is a D ability you get where you can see like in places and don't require a light source in in dark places essentially and i think it also has some other little perks or something and i feel like they're okay, going to give her so, true sight well like what if their spin is that she can navigate the upside down yeah something like that like she can help l to open portals like she is the spotter, L's the sniper, and they're gonna open portals mm-hmm. <laughs> and be able to pop in wherever they want in the upside down. That would be interesting, actually. Yeah. I, I could see that as well. Like I think you're right. I think that she's gonna wake up blind for sure, but she's gotta play some important role into uh, like their connection to Vecna. Yeah, and yeah, and I I feel like it's gonna have a very I don't know what's the right way to describe this very Disney ending where it's just going to be a very happy ending at the end. Like, oh, I don't, yeah, like I don't think we're safe type of thing. Yeah. Like with the, especially with the people we saw have their like souls stolen kind of like max. I think we're going to find some people still alive in the upside down or something like that. <laughs> like oh, Barb's no. going to come back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. I, I really, I really think <laughs> they're going to go that route. In my mind theory, right now, dude. If your theory is though, <laughs> if you can't, if things from the, from if things not from the upside down can't die in the upside down, then there's a lot of people still alive. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Not because necessarily, season those three, like thirty died people died. World. Huh? Sorry. Those those people died in the real world, though. Like that's that's the difference. Is Eddie Barb actually was no. in the upside Barb down? Barb died in the upside down. Yeah, but Who? sorry, Barb. Barb died in the upside down. She got transported into yeah, the upside and down he, of the eaten pool by the Demogorgon. Because, um, hmm. like, fun Did fact: she? if you guys don't remember in season one when they found Will, he was hooked up the same way that Max was almost hooked up in that scene when Vecna was catching her, right? Like, he had the tube down his throat, and uh, the Upside Down was, like, having him in the wall and whatever, 
and that's the same way Vecna was like stealing mm. uh, people's energies and souls and whatever. So if yeah, it, now that you guys brought that up earlier, that like oh, people who die in the Upside Down might not actually be dead, and just the fact alone that like Eddie was the only major character this season to actually die, and Max is probably going to come back with powers. I think this is going to be a very Disney show. I don't think anybody realistically is going to die. And I think everyone who died by a direct influence of the Upside Down is going to have their souls still alive in the Upside Down and be able to somehow come back. So especially people in season three, no. Starcourt Mall, no. who all Alternate turned into theory. the Mind Flayer, I, I feel like they're not dead. No, they're long gone. Everybody's yeah, dead. I really hope everybody's wrong, long, I long could kind of see it too. <laughs> New theory: you can only die on the upside down if Vecna takes your energy. I mean, yeah, that that would kind of make sense, right? It would be like then siphoned into something else, presumably or, the mind flare. Because the but name is the everybody's yeah. dead. No, it's it's a dark no, no, no. show. Everyone's long dead. Because the name is the Upside Down, it's the opposite on Earth. So if you die no. in the Upside Down, you're reincarnated on Earth. <laughs> no. So Eddie's just a baby oh, somewhere God. in India. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just a... Yeah. He's somewhere fine. <laughs> With all his memories as a toddler. Somewhere else. Man. Like, these are these are some of the things, though, that, like, they honestly could potentially do. Yeah. Like, Okay. I feel like you're not too far off, Ollie. I, I, as much as I want them to make sure that the the final season is like a really well written and emotional show for uh, a finale, I kind of get the feeling that they're not going to actually be capable of killing off any of the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. At least the main characters are unkillable. Like Hopper won't die. Um steve harrington won't die i think everyone's fine you're gonna have some crazy <laughs> moments like with um lucas being there when that jock came into the house and i like my heart mm -hmm. dropped i was like god damn like this guy you can't reason with him um and i really thought lucas was gonna be the one that dies there because it, part of what influenced me was i fell into a spoiler somehow on facebook someone just fucking posted a spoiler when i hadn't seen seen part two yet and it was just like max crying on the bed and their caption i barely read it so i don't really remember what it said but it basically gave me the idea that either max was was dead or lucas was dead and when that scene started happening and then i remembered that picture I was just like, damn, she's crying because Lucas is dying. And I'm like, no, am I really seeing Lucas die? <laughs> they wouldn't do him like that. Like, he's barely been a main cast in this show mm -hmm. since season one. And, um, yeah, so I'm glad he's, like, not dead. But, yeah, I don't think they're ever going to really touch these characters going forward. Yeah, especially now that L is somehow capable of bringing souls back to bodies after they've been dead. That's another thing that I always take big issues with in regards to superhero properties. It's like, just the impermanence of death makes everything seem like there is zero... Um, Progress. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Not, not quite the word that I'm thinking of, but um, there's no stakes. 
Yeah. Like if no if nobody is capable of dying, especially in regards to the main cast, then it's like it underwhelms the whole feeling of uh of desperation in the show. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get you. Yeah, so I uh, I mean maybe you're right, but but I I've been feeling that way up to season 4 and like look who's died. It's only been characters they've just introduced in that season, like Bob in season 2. Like they introduced yeah. him, he was a great character and then he just like dies in the most dramatic way. So I feel like they're only introducing new characters just for them to die because they're not going to touch the main cast. And right. I wonder what you guys think of this new character Argyle. Um, that's like Jonathan's pothead friend because mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious now he's in Hawkins and whenever they introduce a character, they're kind of permanent and I kind of guarantee you everyone's going to either move back to Hawkins or they're going to be together again. And is Argyle just going to be like, whoa, I'm a part of this. So like, fuck California. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm going to move with you guys and be in season five. Like, I'm really curious honest, what they're going to do yeah. with him. Yeah. I think that's exactly what they're going to do with him. Oh man. <laughs> Like, maybe him and Jonathan are going to have that trope where they're, like, both ex-potheads and now they're getting serious about their life and how, like, real it's getting. (laughs) And, like, they have to grow up. And, like, they could do something with that. I feel like that's really... That's really 80s, 90s movie, yeah. Did you guys notice in the credits for that episode, uh, for episode one of part two, where they go to the pizza shop and uh, they talk to that other stoner guy? To get him uh, to use the, the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's credited, like his character is credited as Argyle number two. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's literally, That's funny. Yeah, like it, it's literally what it is in the credits. It's, it was well, fucking they, like, hilarious. They really looked and acted the same. Are they maybe like cousins or, or like brothers or something <laughs> in real life maybe? <laughs> that would be weird. But like, That would be hilarious. Yeah, though. like I, I wonder if there were actual like cameos or something or if if famous people want to start being in the show now that season five is here i feel like they can barely afford the main cast they have as it is um but i mean i i guess <laughs> never like, mind their bob, visual effects i guess like bob was a famous person eddie's technically been in like Whoa. his actor has been in a few things like they've been very like rom-com things um and then um with what the man with no name from game of thrones being like the russian guard that's i mean like, to be honest i think the biggest name in the entire show is winona Ryder. yeah that's 100 like, i don't true. think anybody else even comes close and uh, like bob uh i i guess like he's a very recognizable actor but i i think that he probably didn't get a lot of work after um, the Lord of the Rings movies because of that. Yeah, probably because so. he was so typecast in a role, kind of like um, right. Daniel Radcliffe. So mm-hmm. that's why he went really um, creative with things. Exactly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could. See so that. I would say that the the majority of their cast is until about probably season three. I would say they probably weren't spending a ton of money on the their major cast members. But now, like, all of them are such massive stars. Like, oh, Every main cast member is such a, a big star now that they have to be paid insane amounts. Yeah, well, I well, read... I mean, some of these people were stars well well before Netflix. Or Netflix. <laughs> well, well before things. Stranger Things, yeah. 
Yeah, but this, I would say that, like, for any of those people, Winona Ryder included, this is probably the biggest that they will ever get. It's like, this show is huge. Like, there really is only maybe two other shows that have been nearly as big as this show, being Game of Thrones in its prime, and uh, maybe, like, Breaking Bad. Aside from that, there yeah. there really haven't been shows that have done it even close to as big as Stranger Things. I, I definitely no. think I heard that this season, David Harbour, is his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Winona Ryder were, <clears throat> were both paid about $200,000 an episode. So I assume yeah. that's maybe like this. this well, no, they're... They, would you even consider them the main main characters? Because I feel like that's no. the kids, but they can't be would, paid yeah, that much. They're barely Finn eighteen. Wolfhard and uh, and um, Millie Bobby Brown are probably the two highest paid on the show. That they yeah. Are. Oh, are they? Yeah, damn, two hundred thousand. Well, I mean, I don't. An I'm, episode. I'm, I would imagine they would be. Sorry, no, I don't, that's not confirmation. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but. more Millie than Finn, I would think. I mean, Finn's been what now in it and uh and ghostbusters right yeah yeah millie's been in what is it two of the godzilla movies one um, the, uh, she's yeah. Been oh, in yeah, yes, something yeah. with uh, henry cavill yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, enola holmes enola holmes that's which it. she was good in i like that i heard it was I'd like pretty to, decent. yeah i'd like to see her actually develop into an action role like a much more action-oriented role i think she could pull it off like a new sigourney weaver yeah yeah, but like way more badass than Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah, Sigourney I mean, Sigourney Weaver be... didn't kung fu motherfuckers. I think Millie Bobby Brown could fucking kid martial arts some people. Yeah, see, when when I am excited for a new season of Stranger Things, I think she's the her, her character Eleven is the least character I get excited for. Like, I <laughs> I really don't care for her character Man, at all. Either. Like, I get that she is the the like tank. But I don't watch it for Eleven. I watch it for like Dustin and Lucas and Max and yeah. So I mean, I can kind of agree with you. Like, she is kind of just a whiny brat of a character until like near the end parts it's, of season four. It, it's just so, also it's the it's the way she plays her character. It's like, of course, she's playing it as the character is, and like, I don't deny that that you know it's it's good because of that i'm just saying that like i just get i just feel weird that there's someone who talks in like broken sentences like that and i, I don't know it's just like her character in and of itself to me is just not interesting that she's like still crying over this papa guy who was like the source of like all her torment as a kid it's just like i don't get her motivations mm. and certain things like stockholm that stockholm syndrome and and the whole um uh mike 11 relationship thing too i didn't care for i liked it better when she was best friends with like max like i think i think those were much better scenes than um when she was doing stuff with mike because mike himself is such a lame character he just plays the whiny <laughs> insecure boyfriend like when you're they not had, wrong when, <laughs> he was, when he was having that conversation with will in the back of the the pizza van i was just like man you guys are hitting the nail on the head because like 
that is exactly what will is that he is just an insecure guy who's just like going after the girl who just happened to give him the one bit of attention and i really really think their relationship is very superficial oh i think that speech he gave him was dual toned i don't think he was just talking about l he was talking about himself as well no oh yeah 100 percent. i'm not saying he was just talking about l i'm just saying the part where he was oh no telling no. will about l was yeah. like yeah but it, i'm just saying like will and L's relationship, or not Will and L's, Mike and L's relationship is just very superficial. Like, I think they're going to probably, like, break up in season five or something because they realize that it, they were just the first person of the other gender they actually saw. So that's why they, like, got together. Right. Um, but, but yeah, 100%. Will is, his character is going to come out next season, I think. Like, that's what they is, were getting at. Is going to, sorry? Will? His is character come out oh fucking hey yeah yeah sorry like, when you said that you literally cut out the mic oh he's gonna what <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> you're like will is literally going to <laughs> next season and i'm like going to <laughs> find out next season on dragon ball z yeah um yeah sorry for the suspense there but yeah no no <laughs> I thought you had an issue with that. I thought you had an issue with that at first. That was going to be like really funny from my perspective. I'm like, you got a problem with Will coming out, buddy? Um, Not at all. Okay, but but here's the weird thing is I was reading that Noah Schnapp, the person who plays Will, is saying that it's confirmed that in that scene that Will is in love with Mike. And I'm like, I didn't get that at all. I thought you Will didn't get was that? No, really? I thought Will was just saying that he wanted to find that kind of love. No, I think I... he was just jealous. Why didn't you get that? I didn't I do not see it. I do not see Will being in love with Mike. There is not one scene in this show in the previous seasons that gives me that feeling. Like they in season one, they were implying that Will is in fact like gay, but but like now we got basic confirmation until he comes out but i'm just saying like i just don't see him and mike ever being a thing so if that's no, the case they won't be a thing and that's the thing yeah no i think this this is all carefully written this is just he's totally in love with mike like the, there's no two ways about that but but that's but what i that's, it's something that'll never that's happen. what i mean there's there is two ways about that because I don't agree. I don't think Will and like I never would have seen that thing. Like, why does Will love Mike? <laughs> They're ha- together. They went through all that shit together. Yeah, that's true. But so did the other kids, and yeah, they never but, once in the, previous the other seasons. Kids, well, maybe they're not his type. Jesus Christ, dude! Why are we gonna dissect it? <laughs> huh? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just it's the, the show basically just picked a character for him to crush on and then they were like yeah that's it so to me that's why i didn't read it as him saying that he was in love with mike i just thought he was jealous of the relationship and wanted someone to notice him and he wished that he had the same relationship problems other people had because he was so lonely i i just don't see where the will where the mike thing comes in so I kind of want to like disagree with even the actor saying that that's confirmed now. Fair enough. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't get that at all. Like I, I totally thought that uh, that whole speech that Will was giving him was 
him essentially replacing himself in those words with L instead. Yeah. Right. That's that's the vibe I got from oh. the whole thing. And that's that's why it was like accompanied by the drawing of their party and the um like the 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 clear effect that the lack of contact they had with each other had on will like at the skating rink and stuff like that too yeah i mean i I think i think this was set up more than just that single scene like it wasn't just oh yeah okay i know i know what you're talking about there was that whole awkwardness in the beginning of the season with mike and will i took that as two things that will is in that phase of his life that he's just obsessed with his girl his girlfriend and insecurities so he's just neglecting his friend and then the other thing was i was reading into that as almost having like a pen pal like i don't know if you guys have ever had a friend that you were best friends with and then after like a few years you just grew apart but you made plans to get back together but then you realize just how distant you are because you've both changed as people or at least one of you has changed a bunch of those Yeah, so I thought that that's what that was getting at, that it was just a fact of life that Will moved away and his friendships aren't going to be the same because everyone changes. And unless you're there in people's daily lives, it's hard to reconnect. I didn't think that that was him crushing on Will and being like, why do you hate me kind of thing. I I think they were giving really mixed messages. Yeah. Um, until like until this the point where they had that conversation, uh, right before L hit that girl at the skating rink, I felt the same way. But once that conversation and like Will told Mike how he was feeling in regards to like the the lack of contact, and it was more like the emotional reaction that Will gave to him finally being able to say these things to Mike is right. when I sort of picked up on like, oh, okay, I'm pretty sure this character is gay. Man, I just, like, I that's guess what I they're just, going for. Like that, I, they're, I guess they're I just trying could... to insinuate that they, that he wants, uh, he wishes that he was with Mike instead of Al. I just have zero gay, gaydar, I guess. Like everyone else has a gaydar and like, I just don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I glazed over that. I, I don't know, maybe I should not binge these shows, even though they're totally bingeable, because I just overlook so many key scenes. Like, case in point, um, in that scene where Lucas was being beat up by the bully in the last episode, and um, and then the whole earthquake happens, um, I didn't see the scene where the bully guy, the blonde jock dude, was cut in half. Yeah. And everyone in the comments was like, oh man, I can't believe he died. And I'm like, he didn't die. He just got like knocked out. And then and then I go back and I see that scene and I'm like, how did I not pick up on that? Like I feel like there's so many things in this show that like I've completely missed. And yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> it like binging is such a dangerous thing. <laughs> Yeah, I still stand by what, uh, what what I said a couple episodes back about how I wish that Stranger Things was a weekly release. It was like, the, the way that they end every episode on a cliffhanger seems like it's meant to be that way. Like, it is meant to be consumed that way anyway. Yeah. But are you, they are always you saying... just release it in, like, chunks. 
Are you saying you would prefer the suspense over a week? The wait? Yes. Oh. I definitely would. I, I prefer I prefer I, that format for things. Like we talked yeah. about this a while back as well in more detail. And I said right. that in my opinion, I like the idea of watching things that I already know that I like over the course of like multiple weeks. That way I can come up with my own theories and get more involved with the show over the course of a longer period of time. Whereas with stranger things uh, in particular, you know, we talked about it uh, in its entirety, like three episodes back. And now we're going to talk about the second half of this season in its entirety in this episode. And right. that's it. It's, it's just gone for another couple of years. Yeah. Whereas at least with something like Miss Marvel, like we, we can, split it up over the course of multiple episodes potentially and still have interesting things to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. No, fair enough. Yeah. Um, how badass was that master of puppets scene though? (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty dope. That was the fucking coolest thing. Like it's, they, they, they had the whole Kate Bush thing. By the way, I cannot stand that song. That running up that hill. Like I, I know. And it I've was been hearing it fucking everywhere. everywhere. It's already overplayed after two times hearing it. It's I don't know if you guys remember when I told you that I was watching this Korean show where they used like the Imagine Dragons League of Legends yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was over like and over again. Ten in episodes the show. ago. Yeah. And they did the same thing in this show with the season four and that Kate Bush song. It played like four <laughs> times and like the whole season, I feel like it was just so overplayed. It's Max's. It's Max's theme song. Right? I know. Yeah, but and and yeah, weird. But everywhere, not, everywhere, every, even on on my travels, like yeah, through Ontario on the radio, whatever, like, uh, everywhere, it's been playing. You know what? I haven't heard a whole lot of Master of Puppets. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Metallica has seen a four hundred percent increase in in plays and whatever for that song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I mean that's dope because like that I didn't I had no idea I knew what they were going to do but I had no idea what exactly he was going to play I'm like is he going to play like his own thing like yeah that's what I thought he, like what what band is he choosing from and they had that Iron Maiden tape earlier in the episode where yeah, they're like, trying this to find is music. music this yeah. is right and I'm like is he going to play some fucking Iron Maiden like what's going like, on I barely and then as saw, soon as I heard yeah. that first note the first note the and I was like no way. And he just opens up. I oh man, oh man, the adrenaline pumps so fucking hard. Yeah, dude, I didn't even get any sleep that night after I watched that. I was supposed <laughs> to be up. I had to be up for like five o'clock in the morning because that was the night that I was taking off. And I think I went to bed at like three thirty, four o'clock. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was up late watching all of it. I had. To, I'm like, I have to do it. I have to do it. And then uh, what's also what's really that? cool about that scene is that. Uh, it's a matter of like a month since that song released uh like in the timeline versus where uh eddie dies right so he he learned that song in less than a month without like (laughs) music notes just play like listening to it by ear off of a record and rewinding it to re-listen to individual chords like that's crazy man that's ridiculous how skilled (laughs) you have to be to do something like that now it makes me wonder if the guy who plays him can actually play guitar or is he just really good at air guitar (laughs) seriously 
I think they It'd used be interesting um, though. I would hope that he actually knows what he's doing. He he did I believe he did learn the song, but they used another a stand in that actually could play it or something. Oh really? Like he does know how to play the song on guitar, but they said that they used um like a uh for lack of a of a better term, like a stunt double to actually like play it in that scene. Oh, weird. Lame. Either way, that was probably the most metal, most badass thing I have seen. <laughs> yeah. In television that was, history. That was pretty dope. I really liked that scene. Oh man, and all the red lightning in the background and the camera starts going fucking wild everywhere. Oh dude. Yeah. I... Oh man. Really cool so shots. Good. So good. Okay, so and good. then to okay what do you guys think of the eddie like dying scene unnecessary yeah i kind of agree there i thought that they could have made it out of the upside down and just boarded up the hole or something like that i thought dustin was gonna get to him and like even though he was injured from falling he was gonna drag him out to safety and they were all gonna get safe Oh, I, th- I thought it was going to end before that. I, I like I just genuinely don't see why Eddie stuck behind. I get that they were like bashing on Buy the door. Time. Buying time for what, though? If they had both gotten to the upside down, what was the plan anyways? Well, if they had gotten out, they would still have to. There, there was no way to close the fucking gate. Oh, I guess. And since the plan was to get rid of Vecna, thus getting rid of the bats. He needed to give them more time. Oh, so they knew got... that the bats were going to die as soon as they killed Vecna. So that's how they Vecna would know. Because Vecna controls everything. Well, He's the... oh, partially that, but they also did that because all of the bats were surrounding the house in the upside down where Vecna was. But I thought so they, only... they got them. They pulled them away. Like <clears throat> we, they start playing the, the song right after. Um, they get a warning from Steve's group that they are outside the house as they're waiting for all the bats to be cleared out. So they make a bunch of noise to gather them all the way over at the trailer. Yeah, I get that. But how did, Mm -hmm. how would they have known that they didn't already complete the task by then? How long did they know to, to wait for, to buy time for? Did they know well, that the bats were going to drop dead? Because I thought only Eleven knew who Vecna was, and that was his backstory. He only explained it to to Eleven. He didn't. Ex- for all they knew, Vecna was just Vecna. Like they didn't know that he was number one, and mm-hmm. or what his name was. Right? Yeah. Well, no, but either they deduced that he was in control of everything, or it was part of that whole thing he showed Nancy. Oh. Could be. I guess I just really missed the point where where they knew the bats or, or like some they would know somehow if Fecna would be dead. I kind of still think, I think they were Eddie just... running off and buying more time was unnecessary because like what if they had already killed Vecna by then and he was just being chased by bats for no reason? Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I guess I it mean, was a gamble. I feel like it's I... like partially just a plot hole, but also in the same sense like he could have just been trying to make sure they didn't go back to the house in case they weren't done dealing with Vecna. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. I'm just I'm just getting too into it. But I still kind of think that there was no reason Eddie needed to die. And they, they did it literally just to have an emotional moment. And I just couldn't help <laughs> but feel that 
when he was dying. Hmm. I mean, I don't really, I don't feel that way. I think, uh, I think it kind of made sense for him to die. Uh, especially like given a lot of the dialogue that we had surrounding the character and just everything from the moment that he basically had to disappear and start trying to, to exist off the grid. I really, I felt that we were going to get something like this. Really? I, I feel like it could have gone the will situation. They could have gotten him back and then everyone thinks he's a hero. Yeah, but then it just further reinforces the impermanence of the show, which I think is what people that's are taking true. most issue and with. And again, that's what I'm saying, so. is they only introduce <laughs> new characters to kill them off. But I feel like that yeah. just supports my thing about see- saying his death is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, like, I, I guess, like, you're, you're definitely not wrong in thinking that, and I can definitely see where you're coming from in that regard. I still think that... Uh, that it wasn't a bad thing that he did seemingly die in, uh, no, in this season. That was a good season. sacrifice play. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think I'm just, I, think I just mostly want more Eddie. I want more Eddie in the show. I like his character. <laughs> too, Everybody wants more Eddie. I <laughs> wish we got more Eddie. But like I, like I said, maybe it's possible he becomes a minion. Yeah. Yeah. Knights of Vecna. But uh, I, I'd say that that's about it that I would have to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah, no, same. Things. And <laughs> I do want to move things. on to some other things. We do <laughs> yeah. have uh, some less stranger things, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, hopefully also some quicker thoughts in regards to at least this next topic here. Um, yeah. But before we jump into uh, that, which would be um, the new Thor movie, because both Ollie and I have seen it. I do want to quickly just get like your guys's review of Stranger Things season four, uh, both parts. Just like out out of ten, what do you think of both parts put together? Yeah, I mean, despite all my grievances, I still think the show is like an eight out of ten. It's entertaining. You you love the characters, uh, you love the action, and I just. I, I can't give it less than that because I, I feel as much as I have issues with these things in the story and whatnot, I appreciate the show for what it is and what it's doing. And I, I just, yeah, I guess I can't take away from that. So I, I still th- thoroughly enjoyed the season. Thoroughly. <laughs> that wasn't intentional, but that should have been. <laughs> I'm just high. <laughs> All right, Alex, what do you think? Ten. Whoa! <laughs> All right. I no. I have been. I have had this love affair with Stranger Things. I came to it late, right? I came to it just before season two launched, which was like okay. a year or two after it launched. I slept on it for so long, and immediately was like, "This is the best fucking thing on television." And like I had said earlier, like they they never cease to surprise me with twists and turns and and new plot holes and new plot devices and um characters and whatnot so like this this show like meets all of my standards and then exceeds them um one i'm a big fan of the 80s stuff just one of my things and i think that the show is definitely written with all of these 80s tropes nuanced interwoven so so well um, that it hits mm. every fucking note for me. It's a 10 out of 10. It'll always be 10 out of 10 unless they fuck up this last season. Mm. <laughs> nice. 
I'd say for me, it sits at a nine, like a pretty solid nine. Solid I, nine. I just really feel like all of what you guys said that you like about it is all of what I like about it. I just have slightly less gripes about the show than Ollie does, but slightly more than Alex does. That's fair. <laughs> so I think I think I'm going to sit right there in the middle, but it's I definitely, like... in my opinion, deserving of a nine. Yeah, I feel like me and Ryan are definitely the ones who are, have the most to i don't know what the word i'm looking for is like alex definitely enjoys most things that he watches i think me and ryan are always the one that have like you guys are a little more critical than i am yeah that's the word i'm looking for Uh, yeah we're just a little bit more critical and that's okay because like i I try not to be but we're not all supposed to just agree (laughs) yeah (laughs) the show would be boring as fuck if we're all like yep 10 10 10 like, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I think we have our moments where we're like that, but but definitely we have good conversations when right. we don't agree. And don't get me wrong; like I I do have grievances with the show. There are little things that I don't yeah. I don't care for, and we we just spent the last hour and twenty minutes talking about that stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's it's not enough. It doesn't outweigh everything this delivers on for me. Yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. Well, speaking on delivery, um, so. Ryan, what did you think about Thor? So uh, I just want to preface this by saying that, like, we're going to try and keep it spoiler free. Uh, yeah, just I haven't seen Alex it. Alex is going to see it tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, uh, oh man. So yeah, we're we're not going to really dive too deep into anything, but we're just going to kind of give our general opinions. I, I thought it was a really fun movie. I thought it was oh. like super entertaining. Here it comes. Um. <laughs> However, it had drop the hammer, right? Just do it. (laughs) It had a very odd tonal shift, (laughs) and that's all I'm really gonna say about it. Like, it wasn't a bad thing, but the tone of the movie just like, dude, it's kind of all over the place. (laughs) That is a lot of what I keep hearing. Uh, Yeah, like I, I felt it. I know exactly what people's issue is with the movie, but. I, I like I loved it for what it was like I don't I didn't know what to expect with Thor 4 I expected more of the humor Taika Waititi brought from to Ragnarok but man it was like a whole different level I was not prepared for there were some like liberalisms he took with a lot of like the lore or even just where they're going with <clears throat> Asgard and Thor's story in general and I have no yeah. idea like what to really expect in the future f- for him but <laughs> yeah. i there were some things they did with this movie that i i just genuinely did not see coming but thoroughly i enjoyed this movie for what it was <laughs> again <laughs> and i actually really liked it i thought it was a very different pace than um than doctor strange multiverse of madness so at least this phase is getting i feel like it's getting pretty creative with things like there's such different tones now in all the different movies whereas before i felt like they were all very like if you think of the first few first two thor movies the first the captain america movies yeah like the iron man movies like it wasn't until like was it ant-man where they they really got comedic with things or guardians of the galaxy i feel like those were the first two two movies that really introduced humor the way it is now in the MCU. And this movie is like the ramification of that. Like while I was watching Thor, 
I was thinking about if you had gone to your, back to your past self when like the first Avengers movie came out and said, this is where we're at now, you would fucking laugh your ass off and be like, there's no fucking way they're doing that, even though this is like a comic book based series but they did and it just it just worked for me i don't know i i really enjoyed it there were definitely some scenes that i felt were rushed like they shouldn't have made this a two-hour movie but aside from that i think they did exactly what they needed to do in each scene for for it to move the story along so Mm -hmm. so Uh, yeah you guys caught the the post-credit scenes yeah i did yeah i heard there was a, a character reveal yeah there is but a very a very true comic know. book character reveal. I don't. I didn't look it up. I'm like I'm gonna see it tomorrow, so it's not gonna matter. Yeah, I um, don't. I honestly don't know who the character is anyway. Yeah, so. I'm wondering if I'll be able to recognize them. I um, mean, they they say his name in that scene, but yeah. But I I know. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing about this character comics-wise, though. I know that they exist, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about them. Um, a lot of what I'm hearing about this movie now is just like all the deleted scenes, and people are basically asking for a Zack Snyder Justice League treatment of this movie, which I just find is like yeah. really funny. But I, I liked it was how it was two hours because Can we a get one of those in in multiverse as well. Yeah, the it director's was cut. I'd love to see that. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I was going to say, I don't know if it's two hours. Um, But anyways, one reason I liked that it was two hours was that I got out at a respectable time that I didn't feel like I was tired as shit for the next day's um, eight-hour shift. Um, And the other reason was that I felt like the pacing, for me at least, was good for that two hours. Like, I was pretty captivated the entire time. And I felt Mm -hmm. like if, if the way that Taika wrote this movie... And had it span three hours, I would be fucking exhausted, and I probably wouldn't have felt as happy about it as I did with this two-hour version. Right. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if anything else comes of that. But I can overall kind of agree with that, though. Overall, I, f- I I feel like Alex, you would appreciate the humor of the movie for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. probably, most definitely. Yeah. I think I think you're gonna like it quite a bit. I definitely liked it more than I liked uh, Multiverse, but I agree with yeah. the, the pacing thing that you were saying, Ollie. It, it, to me, like by the time I was leaving, I was like, wow, that was a quick movie, or at least it felt like it, even though I knew I was there for two hours. Yeah. it's It, it really didn't feel like there was anything that was super unnecessary in the movie. Like There are a, a couple instances that we'll talk about once Alex is yeah, actually Yeah, I think I know what you're that, talking uh, about. Yeah, I, I would imagine <laughs> so. But for the most part, like... I do think it's a, a pretty decent movie and it's actually more or less what I expected of Thor. I take a lot less issue with the weird humor than uh, in this movie than any of the other recent Marvel projects is like, you guys know uh, that I've been having that issue with the majority of the Marvel projects lately yes. where humor just doesn't necessarily fit in. So this yeah. movie it does it really does work oh, with yeah. the character of thor and it's it's different in that regard because it actually it, it it has a real place in this kind of movie when it really doesn't fit in in something um i, I don't know like like any of the other movies that we've seen in this phase really just don't exactly work with the same type of humor that they've been trying to use in marvel projects but i think it just 
it really Thor as a character can really nail these uh, these humor beats. I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I like. I I know that people. One thing I do hear is that people really hate that Thor is this way in the MCU because in the comics he's a lot more of a serious like Captain America MCU type guy. But mm. I don't care. Do what you want with the comics. I really like the Thor we get with Chris Hemsworth. I think he has really fun, much fun playing the character. And Taika Waititi has a lot of fun directing the character. And I feel like that's a really good combo. And I would like to see more of this Thor. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that like it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me that Thor is a little goofier, I guess, in the MCU because. In, in all honesty, I, I like to look at it in the sense of that "What If" episode where he's like partying on uh, those dying worlds. <laughs> yeah, like he—he's—he's he's a younger god, right? He's still becoming himself, and that's why every time we get a new movie about Thor, he's going through a personal journey. So uh, to me, it makes sense that his character is still kind of like a goofier type of person because I think he's going to grow into that very serious self in his age. Right. But yeah, I I don't think I have anything else to say uh, while still keeping it spoiler free, but I did, yeah. I did enjoy the movie and I think you're going to really like it, Alex. Yeah. I, oh, and, probably. And, I, and, and we'll have lots to talk about once you see it next week. For sure. On our next podcast episode. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like this is going to be everything I, I'm expecting it to be. Uh, and I'm trying really hard to avoid spoilers. Like I know story beats, but like story beats in the way that they follow the tradition of the comic story beats. So it's not anything really new. Oh, okay. Um, like the, about her and the cancer. Yeah. Like oh, I, like, yeah. I, like I know about that part, but like that's, mm-hmm. That's that's fair, uh, but apart from that, like I've been I've been doing really good. Even uh, I was listening to Kevin Smith the other night, uh, fan of the show by the way, um, and he was doing like a brief overview. Uh, but they didn't really spoil much of anything except well, except for the this the second post credit scene. Um, oh yeah, but uh, not not the one where they reveal the character. But they didn't reveal the character. But the one with well, I'm not gonna talk about it because wait people listening have they already seen it or we do we care about oh i mean it is like all we've done so far is a spoiler free review so i would say just like no point in bringing in spoilers now yeah Yeah. but i know what happens in that last one oh because he tried to dance around it but kevin smith was way too high and let too many details slip (laughs) (laughs) shout outs to kevin smith um Awesome. I very much look forward to seeing this tomorrow evening. Keeping with the spirit of Marvel, a particular Miss Marvel. Yeah. I did uh, manage to catch the last two episodes whilst I was away. Well, (laughs) I was home last night, technically this morning, watching the the finale (laughs) until 2.30 in the morning. It it is the two episodes that we have to talk about. Yeah, like we we've talked about one through four, but that's it. Right, and five is the one where she got transported, confirmed yeah, back in time yeah. okay. to Pakistan during the partition, mm-hmm. and like none of our theories, because I, I was listening to our last episode on my flights, because I'm a nerd like that, and none of our theories came 
fully around that uh, in terms of mm-hmm. what it was. Like, I think I was trying to think that maybe she was going to watch things unfold as they happened, or she was playing the part of somebody else, not realizing mm-hmm. that, no, it was just her in this self-fulfilling prophecy situation. Right. And it was always her like that. But that part, I was like, okay, that's some decent writing. I'm okay with that. Um, to be totally a little... fair, though, I can't help but feel like we discounted that as an idea because of the potential consequences on the timeline. Right. And, like, obviously it doesn't have any ramifications. Obviously this is something that happened in the timeline regardless of uh, the fact that it is time travel. And this was something that was meant to happen in the sacred timeline. It's just It's just weird to see that now after like we've broken the sacred timeline, but in reality, like it's still the same timeline. There are just other timelines simultaneously moving. Right. Do you think they're going to call back to this as a moment of something? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I think that uh, if anything, like any sort of callback that we'll have to that uh, general time period will more so be focused on actually finding the bangle. Yeah. Because um, I think we're going to see more, I that was the whole point. Uh, more to do with like other characters, like the Kree and uh, maybe even the Skrulls have some kind of relation to this, just based on like Miss Marvel's powers as well as Shang-Chi's powers. Right. Well, is, isn't the Skrull an offshoot of the Kree or something? Well, the Skrull are like the shape-shifting... i know but like i think canonically in the comics they are like related like like it's it's i don't think they're related Uh, they're like warring factions they they've they've been like mortal enemies for the longest time yeah it's like like, the vulcans and the romulans in star trek it's it's like i don't know what that means Oh well, they're the two different. <laughs> you've seen. You... <laughs> I know what that means. But yeah. you go ahead and explain that. You've seen the um the newer Star Trek movies with Chris Pine, right? Like years ago, I don't. Yeah, remember but anything okay. that happens. But you know Spock, right? Spock yeah. is a Spock is a Vulcan. They're like yeah, elf looking that, dudes. But I don't know what that other species is. The other species was the one. Was it? Oh, I can't remember the name of the actor who played the main guy of the species, but the villain species that had the really cool future ship that came back from the future, those were the Romulans with the mining ship that they end up blowing up at the end of the first movie. Those were the Romulans, the ones that are species that are related to the Vulcans like eons ago, but they like went to their own planet and evolved differently. And I thought that canonically in, in the Marvel Universe... The skull and the Kree are like the same thing. I think they're like they are related. Not. They're not. They are Who are not. the ones that are related? There is something um, in in the Marvel universe where they're related to each other. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But I was just reading. Hmm. Yeah, no, the scroll came from a long distant planet. A long distant <coughs> planet in a galaxy far, far away. Possibly. Oh, <laughs> crossover. Um, in regards yeah. to episode five, though, uh, do we really have like a lot to talk about? I feel like it wasn't uh, overly busy episode. Like, I feel no, it was like a bloat episode. Nothing. Like oh, it I... was definitely it was <laughs> it was definitely filler. 
I yeah, yeah I, I feel like <laughs> I excuse me, sorry. I thought that she was going back into the past in that scene to find the other bracelet and she was gonna have two bracelets that made her more powerful or something like that. I didn't think that she was going back in the past just to find her I don't even know remember the word Ami um um in the past and reunite them or something like i don't really yeah, know what purpose sure gets on the train yeah i don't really know what purpose that made maybe i i don't know but i felt the whole season didn't really serve any purpose and in a six episode arc like it was a nice episode but and yeah i don't know i agree with you i think season five was just or episode five was just kind of like it was kind of whatever it was, I guess it was important that we saw what we saw, but it the, also the partition, could have been like, like ten minutes. Obviously, they yeah they they wanted to you know apparently that hasn't been a very big thing talked about in Western media the partition when that happened mm-hmm. um, and and I I feel like that was maybe mostly what that episode was really about showing the separation of families and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I mean, it, it, it kind of fits with the themes of the show as well, which, I mean, we'll get into episode six, but I, I think it it tries to stick too much to those themes and doesn't quite do itself any justice. But again, no, we'll, we'll get there. Spoken like the a big, true IGN editor. Just kidding. Then the, <laughs> then, then the whole part where they snap back to reality. Snap back to um, reality. Hope there goes gravity. Do you want to finish that rap? <laughs> carry on. Let's go, M. Let's go. <laughs> That's like the only part <laughs> I remember. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always, always found a new moonlighting gig. He's gonna go out and be a rapper. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Sorry. Um, where was I at with that? Uh, you were talking about when they like go back into normal time. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to say it again. <laughs> when, they, when they snap back. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the like the like how he had to avoid that. Right. Jeez. The whole the whole big thing is they do open the fucking terror, and then what's her name? Naj- Najma has like a sort of sudden change of heart. I don't even know and if then, that's what it was, but yeah. Was it, or was she like, like I, I don't, don't understand what happened. I think she was she doubling. Like sacrificed herself? No, I think she was doubling down on sacrificing herself yeah. because that's the reason she ditched her son. I thought that's what that was. I, I kind of got the same feeling. Like, she was like, oh, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, I just watched my friends die doing this, but I'm going to try it anyway. And then she realized, like, halfway through that not only is she... Bad idea! Bad idea! Yeah, it was a really bad (laughs) idea. So she's like, oh, shit. I also had a 17-year-old son. (laughs) Goddamn, see you later. And then just died. And passed on her essence. Right, and passed on her essence. So now, But I also think that they did that to show us that that's how Kamala maybe got her powers, too. Like, I think that the the scene in Partition, when her, like, great grandmother i guess that woman is dies and she's telling her to lead her grandmother to the train right i think that's the moment that she gets her powers that or no because not even no i'm completely fucking wrong because (laughs) 
of what is said in episode six. So never mind. Disregard that. But also, didn't she only get her powers when she found the bangle and not? No. Because the other guy doesn't even have a bangle. No. So uh, they like like they said in, I think, the first or second episode, uh, actually the second episode, I think, because she only gets her powers at the end of the first episode. Um, when she's talking to Bruno and he's like, you, you've always had these, the bangle just amplifies it. Right. So like, yeah, she's, she's always had the powers, but it, in her specific case, it's different than it was when Kamran got his powers. Cause it wasn't, I, I guess it wasn't a transfer of a gin nope. energy. Right. But technically hmm. she's. Okay, I'm trying to figure this out in my head. Because she's not actually Jin, or is she? No, yeah, she's still no. part of that. Well, like we're, I think we're still meant to believe that she is half Jin. But yeah, what we're... like actual ramifications does that have? Like, what was really the difference between the Jin and anybody else? Like, they could just turn normal things into weapons. I, I think I they're yes. Well, because isn't it in? Isn't it in the? comics where the whole reason the mutations exist for like the x-men and everything and the mutants is because the the kree experiments it on humans back in the day i feel like the jinn are just the kree oh okay just one of them okay because i feel like it's something like that a bunch of different reasons like it all depends on what point in the x-men timeline you're looking in uh because they also have these big issues where they like to use time to solve most of their problems and then they create different like storylines entirely. So new storylines are brought in to retcon the garbage that they did by fucking it with their time. And mm. like that's basically the entire Sony X-Men verse. Like it restarted itself three different times before it actually reached a conclusion. Yeah. Right. This is like as much as X Men and Fantastic Four are probably the most popular of the Marvel comics. They've always had these same issues. They're just like repeats of the same things in slightly different uh, order. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Right. Okay. Huh. I'm sorry. I cannot hold it any longer. I must use the bathroom. You guys can. Okay. On. Okay. All right. <laughs> just so excited about Miss Marvel. <laughs> okay um so then what what was the quote sorry i don't know if i zoned out or if you said the quote that um was the whole reason that miss marvel got her powers or whatever in in episode six well like so they're just they're just referring to the fact that uh that bruno's initial um test that he ran was like it wasn't wrong but it was it wasn't like spot on either and it it was that yes she had always had this potential to wield this kind of power the whole time um she just never had like an outlet to funnel it through to like show her that it was possible okay um so like <laughs> like for example in in the the reverse of the situation like you got aids you're like a a 15 <laughs> year old person you don't you don't know it until you're like 25 when you actually start to get the um symptoms right yeah. it's it's just like 
laying there dormant until something else is the cat is the catalyst for it to start i guess yeah so in that sense like it kind of actually um seems logical uh... to me that this is their introduction to mutants because of something like maybe it was the multiversal travel in uh in the new doctor strange movie that affected this specific gene and created the x gene in people and it's just laying dormant until a circumstance happens at which their powers are forced to rise to the surface sort of like the teratogen mist or whatever it is for the inhumans yeah yeah i would say i would say like pretty similar to that just i I think that to me honestly like this might be a hot take considering you've actually seen the inhuman show uh, no, um, I but I'm actually happy like that it's not Terrigen Mist. Oh, yeah. have you? I thought you watched the whole thing. No, I think I watched the first episode, but I've seen like a, a uh, I can't remember, like um, a summary thing of the season. Oh, okay. Hmm. I, I I wonder if maybe it was Alex then that had seen it. No, I I think I think definitely none of us have seen it. Okay. But I, I could be wrong, but. But yeah. But anyway, I, I, I really don't see any problem with them not using the Terrigen Mist to be like the, the reason that she has her powers. Because I really don't care for the Inhumans. I think they're lame, like D list characters. They're really like, they're street level heroes. They're not actually street level heroes, but in terms of notoriety and yeah. my actual like desire to pay attention to them they might as well Same. be street level heroes well even when they introduce them in agents of shield maybe that's what you're thinking of because i watched agents oh of shield, yeah i think i where think they that were is what it. i'm thinking of um yeah like the, the inhumans and agents of shield were very boring like mm-hmm. uh, characters and the story arc was just not interesting not to mention they didn't even have black bolts at least at the point that i saw it was literally right. just all new characters that um <laughs> weren't major ones from the actual inhuman show or comics or anything like that yeah so i really am not upset with their decision to do that because again i just think that they're really like not interesting enough characters to bother putting an emphasis on but i also think that it kind of makes sense for it to be uh mutants in a way like it kind of makes sense why she wasn't able to use her powers before it, it wouldn't have made as much sense if it was specifically that she was just like half gin and that's where her powers came from and they yeah. just like never manifested because she was also half earthling i i don't i don't think that that so, context really carries as much weight to it so is the gin are they mutants or is the fact that she's half gin makes her a mutant so that's a, that's another interesting thing is like maybe it wasn't the multiversal travel that created the X gene mutation. Maybe it was the gen traveling to this dimension that did it. Yeah. And like, like say her grandmother or great grandmother that she met in the partition times uh, travel thing was like the ancestor of the X gene. Or something yeah. like similar to that. Like, yeah. who, who knows? But I feel like it's a real possibility. Okay, and then do you think that this Miss Marvel stuff has any connection with either Shang Chi 
like the bracelet being old and like unknown origin kind of like the 10 rings or i was even thinking that it could have a connection with um uh oh you know what it'll come back to me i don't know why i'm blanking on it now but there's another marvel property that i feel like um that we've seen in something else that really reminded me of miss marvel um okay. and that it maybe has a connection but, oh um yeah so the whole the the new chick in multiverse of madness the utopia she was from like i wonder if any of these things are connected so far are they completely different places like the place the jinn come from is it a pocket dimension or is it like an actual planet in the solar system or like mm-hmm. was it one of you guys that was saying something about it maybe being a part of the whole seven um, planes of existence or whatever that the that Thor... yeah like the tied to the like ancestral plane from Black Panther yeah and, like that uh, kind of thing mm-hmm. the Duat from Moon Knight yeah. yeah so I'm just really curious where they're gonna start making clear cut. Like, this is that, this is this. Like, I oh, want to know if the place this... where the djinn come from is an actual planet in the solar system that the Guardians of the Galaxy could run into, or if it's just, like, I kind of get the vibe it's, like, a negative zone type thing because if it opens up to Earth, it's going to destroy and swallow Earth or whatever. I have a really, like, big theory for this, but I can't talk about it until Alex has seen Thor. Oh God! Damn it. <laughs> so I think if anything, like it doesn't seem like this uh, this show is all that impactful. But if anything, I think this one has one of the larger impacts yeah. on the MCU. Like aside from the fact that we get a mutant introduction, like all of that, um, it, all of that aside, not contributing into this. Like what I'm what I'm saying, I, I still think that it it actually has big ramifications on oh things. yeah i mean the fact alone that they introduced the gin thing and and yeah and i still want to know what this hard light technology kind of thing is <laughs> but also you know the, them setting up the next marvel miss marvel's movie right and that was really interesting as well so like that's actually the primary reason why i think uh why i want to wait until Alex has seen Thor to talk about um, what I think, uh, like, essentially, so my tie-in to everything is Miss Marvel, Multiverse, and Love and Thunder. And I think these three things are what has given us the hints to where everything is going to go. Oh, man. But and- without seeing all three of them, you don't have the picture, like, the scale to... to to see what I'm getting at. So Wait, sorry, what I, was the th- I think it's a discussion for next episode. What was the third thing aside from Miss Marvel and Thor again? Um multiverse. Oh, okay. See, I don't see a connection, so I'm really curious on what you're saying. I wonder if I'm just like missing it or if it's like a really good theory that I definitely wouldn't have thought it's, of. It's it's something. Man. I, it, I gotta uh, tell yeah. you, it's fucking something. And With this that- is like this is again because i haven't watched anything about thor i haven't watched i haven't watched other people's reviews i haven't watched breakdowns nothing this is this is my theory oh wow 
Now I really but... want to hear this. Alex, can it be like <laughs> Monday by now? Like, so you can see it? <laughs> uh, I mean, right. Um, is it some sort of incursion theory? No, I really don't honestly believe that the incursions are going to start yet. I think that we still have another big event first. I think that there's the something that's going to be the root cause of the incursions. It's the the scrawls for the secret wars. It's oh. like they're they're all like taking the place of humans right now. We know that Fury is a scroll and he's like Oh, no, no, not that. Lord. I mean like the incursions like when two worlds collide into one like in multi Oh. No, I don't oh. think so. Like, not 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 really in regards to my theory. I don't think it, it plays too much of a part. All right. Well, then, I'm looking very much forward to hearing your theory. Hmm. But yeah. back to, uh, I think, like, we're, we're pretty much done with episode five, right? Like, we don't need to talk about anything else for episode five, do we? No. I want to no. talk about episode six. Yeah. yeah let's go there. <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> Garbage. Who wants to start? <laughs> um, Ollie, it seems like you do. I, I, I really felt like this show was like going up, 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 and then we saw episode five, and I was like, okay, it's like a bloat episode, but we'll see. They're just delaying the really good finale, and like, sure, while mm-hmm. in episode yeah, like one slow episode, not bad. Yeah, like in episode six, you know, they were like, okay, we're we're gonna set up the Carol Danvers, um, Miss Marvel. Uh, thing in for the next movie um oh and we're gonna introduce mutants in this way and and whatever but like i just felt like um it it's it's the whole like when they did that montage of all the people on instagram being like yo miss marvel (laughs) was the shit she was so strong i just felt like it was really cringy they were doing tropes that were like, oh, let's get the people together to do something. But it, all they ended up doing was basically being like in the crowd in the background. And like, I, I don't know. Um, and then and then the whole trope of the the dude who just had the same powers as her for not very long is suddenly just as strong or stronger than her and evil to boot or whatever is just such a tried trope and i guess they like didn't Mm -hmm. end up making him evil but i definitely feel like they introduced him as a future um like kamran as a future villain or foil to miss marvel or something like that i don't know if he actually resembles any character in marvel comics or was just made for miss marvel considering her new lore that they've done with the show um i think he's something He's something? Okay. I wouldn't even know. I have no clue. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like this episode just didn't hit the spot for me. Overall, I think the show was was good, but I just um, yeah, I I just don't really, didn't really like episode 6 as much as the other episodes. Mm -hmm. Alex? I mean... It was tropey as fuck. I did like it. I did enjoy it. I don't know. It definitely wasn't the best episode in television ever. That's for damn sure. But I think overall it was all right, despite all of the really campy tropes and the let's gather everybody together and then let's do the thing where like even the police stand and make a fucking blockade. Yeah, that kind of shocked me. (laughs) Um, 
I don't know. I don't think it was a strong finish to a season of anything. I think everything else up to this point, with the exception of Hawkeye, finished way stronger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for like some big revelation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's it though. That's all you got. <laughs> Ryan's like, wait until I roll my sleeves up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. gonna get his hands got, dirty here. I got some shit. I got some shit. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear his shit. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like you're gonna say stuff, Ryan, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. I, yeah, one one thousand percent. You I guys are like... gonna hear what I'm gonna say and be like, wow. Yeah, me and like, Alex this is have glazed. way worse than I thought it was. We've glazed over it, but I think you're gonna <laughs> dissect it. <laughs> oh, I, I certainly and tear it will. A new asshole. <laughs> So, so let loose, my friend. <laughs> I want to start at the beginning of the episode for this, because I actually Ooh. thought the first like 10 minutes was pretty strong. I thought it was really consistent with the rest of the show, because all it was was characters talking to each other. Like it was just her family interacting and then a little bit of her friends as well, which I thought was great. I was honestly hoping that this was the finish that we would get where it's just character centric. Because this is where the show's strongest uh, potential lies, is just with its character development. Um, obviously, we knew that wasn't going to happen because of what that drone exploding at the end of episode five. So we knew that damage control had something to do with it. We knew that we had to wrap this up somehow. So yeah. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> go and start hiding it. in a bunch of places. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we have these two characters, you know, they're meeting up with everybody. Um, Kamala finally has control over her powers. It's cool to see that she's actually like confident in herself. She knows what she's doing now. She has a grasp on what she's capable of and she's actually performing, uh, which I thought was cool. It, it was nice to see that stark difference between like episode two where she drops that kid versus now where she's like just running around in the sky on, on platforms. Like I thought it was nice to see that change. Right. But things really start to go downhill the minute we enter the school building. Yeah. And <laughs> I really thought that it was just a terrible decision uh, for them to decide to to make this home alone. But not, not just yeah. home alone. So those The first two movies, like pretty decent movies. I like the first two. This was Home Alone 5. <laughs> this was fucking yeah. the worst Shit. one. This video essay <laughs> the is The worst awesome. of them. It was just like, it's so pointless to me. Like, why? Now we have two characters that have the same powers. One of them is just not really learning how to use it somehow, some way. I don't really know why. And all of a sudden, he just knows what he's doing with it. And they start to make booby traps in the school hallways. It's like, like first off, it, you're in a school. There's cameras everywhere. And you're walking around without your masks and stuff on? Like, what? what is happening? Yeah. Second off, <laughs> we see damage control finally come into the building. And <laughs> at first, you know, I, I kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe they're not trying to just shoot these kids or anything. Like, they, they are kids, and they do know that they're kids. Um, because we see that scene of two of them standing on opposite sides of a hallway just literally standing there and twirling around fire extinguishers to make smoke, right? Mm -hmm. It's a slow process. It's a very slow process. And these damage control people just stand there and look at them. 
and don't even try to do anything. <laughs> don't shoot at all. They just stand there, right? So I'm like, okay, like you know, maybe maybe they're just they're just like not trying to hurt these kids. And then it continues. It just every instance is like they they narrowly escape, and then all of a sudden, damage control is nowhere to be seen. And every instance in which um, any character has any interaction with damage control is just like the most dumbed down simplistic thing I have ever seen in live action too. Like this is something that I would expect to see in children's cartoons, like ones made for like under 10 year olds. Oh. Like, so the, the scene where they're in the, uh, one of them is riding a bike with fire extinguishers on the back, like spraying out the, the stuff uh, riding through the gym. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, so there's a bunch of different damage control people standing on either side of whoever's riding that bike. <laughs> and in typical fashion, they all shoot across and six of them just fucking kill each other right there. It's <laughs> yeah. like dead on the goddamn floor. Like, how? <laughs> how does this happen? Why do we have characters that are like this? And then, Disney. then it progresses to see Kamran and Kamala in a hallway they encounter a single single bad guy and Kamran is just like, yeah, I'm a fucking bad dude now. I'm going to kill this guy. He's right. out of fucking nowhere. Just complete change of character. Yeah. Kamala stops him from doing that, saves him, like beats up the dude, doesn't kill him, whatever. He's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm good again. Until five seconds later when Kamala leaves him, he goes off on his own and all of a sudden he's a bad guy again and feels the need to go and try and kill all of damage control himself <laughs> for not only for that to happen, but for Kamala to come back a few moments later, save him again, watch his change of heart again. And then he falls on the ground as soon as she leaves to go and try and protect people. And he sees another damage control agent and fucking kicks him in the skull with his magic powers. Yeah. Like, what happened to this character over the course of this episode? They all of a sudden could not decide what they wanted to do with him. And he was just pointless. He was the most useless character there. And it just, it didn't make sense for me for him to be struggling with these feelings when this wasn't who his character was. In fact, he was very much opposed to this sort of belief system all the way until episode six. That's why he helped Kamala instead of helping his family. Right. Yeah. And not only that, so I want to also talk about damage control from their perspective, uh, because I think that they're probably the single worst villains we've ever seen in Marvel anything. I mean, um, and I, I say this because uh, go ahead, Ollie. I, I was just going to chime in there that I saw that coming because they cast the woman who did nothing but play a huge dick in orange is the new black she was like the prison warden or whatever or the oh, corporate really? warden and she all her character was exactly the same in this show she was just a dick and like i never saw that coming show. to her yeah but anyways go on i was just saying that i saw that coming <laughs> yeah so especially in regards to that character like i i want to point out the fact that when we have characters of this style we usually have some kind of motivation uh, with them regarding um, the two biggest ones for this character's uh, type is motivation to succeed in their work and motivation to 
succeed in what they believe is morally correct. So we see either like the character believing what they're doing is right, capturing these superhero people is good because now they can't hurt people anymore, right? It's a pretty standard story arc for one of these types of characters. But this character doesn't possess either of those types of arcs. This character has no motivation. And we see that really amplified uh, each time in episode six that she's on the screen. We see the phone call with her higher up telling her to leave. There's no reason for them to be there. They are doing the wrong thing. And for seemingly zero reason, she just simply says, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and that is further uh, or further furthered by the fact that she then goes out of her way to continue to try and kill these two kids after witnessing Kamala saving her own men from Qumran, witnessing Kamala save all of these bystanders that are here, and still blatantly refusing to do anything about it in any kind of way. She waits until Kamala has absorbed all of the power, and then she goes up and tries to tell her men to go and shoot them. It's like, I don't understand why we feel the need to make a character that is so blatantly stupid that it simply continues the plot of the story for the reason only being for it to continue. And that is my complete problem with this episode is that without this one character, this one damage control person, none of this would have happened and it would have been better for it. None of it was necessary. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. I think my thinking with damage control was that this is somehow the catalyst um, for sword to be called into the situation after damage control fails. And that's why the guy was calling her to pull out basically. Right. And who do we know that's associated with sword and is associated with Ms. Marvel? It's going to be Rambo. So I feel like this was mm-hmm. going to be the thing that brings Rambo into um, this. And especially since Carol Danvers is now like here in Jersey. So right. I feel like that that's, that's the only reason I see them introducing um, damage control. But then again, they could have just called it sword and, you know, so I don't know. I guess they had to bring back what they introduced in, in um, the latest Spider-Man movie because they wanted yet another connection to the main MCU. I guess. Right, and uh, yeah, I mean, I do hope that you're right, and this is like what ends up causing Sword to become a bigger player uh, in this game. But I just I can't forgive the fact that it was a complete, seemingly waste of an episode when we could have hit all of these story beats without having to have this conflict with such a useless villain. Yeah. Like it just took away from everything that this series was by going against its strongest suits and intentionally focusing on its weakest angles. Yeah, I definitely see that happen like that. I think you put it better into words. What I noticed, um, with the decrease in quality of episode six, I definitely feel like it didn't have the same level of writing 
that the rest of the season had and what it was setting up. But mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think these... yeah, like I did feel like it stayed true to the main like cast of characters. I think Bruno, um, Kamala, and is her name Nadia? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and then Nakia, like Kamala's brother, Nakia. Nakia. Yeah, one of, one of the two of them. I don't really remember, but I thought all of their dialogue was pretty good. Yeah. I just think that Kamran's character shift was absolutely unnecessary, and I think that uh, the rest of like the events of the episode were just as unnecessary. I really didn't like it. Like thoroughly hated this episode. In fact, I think it's probably the single worst episode that we've had so far out of any of the Marvel shows. What? Actually, yeah, like by a long shot for me. Because, yeah, overall, even with Hawkeye not being my favorite, I don't think it really had shitty episodes. It just had a shitty watch. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I think the episode, the the show was actually decent. I think maybe I agree with you. I can't think of any of the other Marvel episodes so far that have been really shitty yeah yeah i would would agree with you overall i think um and then the other thing too is that i wanted to say about this show is like i i just really didn't think they needed to complicate the whole how did you get to being called miss marvel thing like they did you know Mm -hmm. like it, it was first it was the mom holding up her broken necklace and that was the s and then it was the dad being like, your name literally means Marvel and you're my little Miss Marvel thing. And it was cute. It, it was cute. Yeah. And, and it definitely, it was meant for the younger audiences or the family oriented audiences of the show. But the character originally was just a big fan of Mar- like Captain Marvel. No, like yeah. I, I felt like they didn't need so. to go to all these lengths to like, do that when she was obviously a fan of of captain marvel and and like lucky that the mom had the idea for the suit and it happened to match the the goggles the eye whatever you call those things the cowl that bruno made for her I just felt like it was a little bit more complicated than it needed to be, but I guess it shows that everyone that cares for her is on the same page and knows what she likes, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I totally felt like they could have just been like, oh, she's just a big Captain Marvel fan, hence the name and and that, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think they could have done away with it a little easier, but I, I think that you were right in what you were saying, that it's more about... Um, I think that the intention was to show us the difference in how far her family has come now versus earlier when they were not even allowing her to go to the Marvel yeah. Comic-Con thing. Avengercon. Right? Yeah, Avengercon, that's what it was. Um, versus what... now when all of her family is okay with her being a hero and going out and saving people. I, I think that that's more what it was meant to show than anything, but I didn't mind that scene. I like I said before. I think that most of the scenes regarding her and her family interacting were still pretty good. They were still on par with like what I feel like we had come to expect with the the family just living and existing around each other. But it was all of the all of the things that they did that were outside of their wheelhouse that really just took away from yeah. the rest of the episode. Um and 
one thing that I would have changed about this episode is at the end of the episode when um, Miss Marvel's parents come to also be in the crowd. I think the dad should have worn the Hulk costume and just fucking Hulk smashed his way into the crowd. Like, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I just felt Perfect. like that would have been like right up the the humor of the show. But no, that would have been hilarious. Would not have worked. But that's the kind of thing that would work with like Thor or something. Just a little yeah. ridiculous. Well, I thought it was Still funny they brought funny, in though. the uh, the Stark Tech sound wave weapons from the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Was that what they're from? Yeah, because I was trying right? to. I was trying to think, like, I feel like, like we've anyway. seen these guns before. Um, it might have been WandaVision. Did they have these kind of guns in WandaVision? Nope. No? Okay. It was, uh, it was the... Well, no, I think they they did. They had the ones that were mounted on the back of those, like, Humvees, and they tried to use it against the barrier from oh, the okay. outside. Because that might be right, like, shot the... it back Sorry, at yes. itself. You but that said, was the only time. Like aside from that, the last they were originally from the Hulk movie. Right. What you did said I WandaVision, say? my my brain went oh. multiverse. Oh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. No, yes, but they were yes, like Ryan said, they're originally from the, the Ed Norton Rebel Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's coming back to me. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out what fucking Comron's comic book name is what is as far as i know the gins are like super uh like um nuanced characters like they only really appeared once or twice in well, super early versions they're really based off the clandestines right which is a whole other comic group i don't even know to be honest i don't know yeah. enough about miss marvel this is just like the basic things that I've heard in regards to who these characters are. Oh, the Clandestines like are beyond Miss Marvel. They are well before Miss Marvel was even a thing. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Um, but I'm quite certain Kamran had an actual comic book name. Huh. I don't remember what it was. So I'm like just out of curiosity. Or, or or something weird. I looked up when the Marvels movie is supposed to come out, and it's supposed to be July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. That's over a year from now. We're not gonna get any more of this, and and know like what's going on <laughs> with this lore for at least a year, maybe. Jeez. So okay. I, I'm kind of feeling like I'm blue balled here. Like they made a major yeah, MCU ramification thing, and. I, I wonder if one of the other movies, like Ant-Man, is somehow going to connect to this. Like, Yeah, that would be really weird if we do just go the entire year in between these two things without seeing any connecting pieces. Yeah. It's like, I can't help but feel like because Captain Marvel is specifically involved with this, that it's a bigger deal than just, like, the scope of the three characters that are going to be part of the Marvels. Yeah. Like, it might not include other heroes, but it's still going to uh, have consequences on other things. I can't help but feel like it'll it'll be a bigger event than just another one-off movie. Yeah, well, if, if, um, if rumors are right, because I'm just trying to think about when the next Marvel property comes out that we actually get some definitive answers to the multiverse. Like, I feel like the the last one we got was just multiverse of madness, which was basically the first 
one that introduced it aside from no no way home um mm-hmm. but like and i think that would be ant-man quantumania because i can't see the new black panther movie with namor the submariner or whatever that having anything to do with the multiverse but i heard a rumor that um uh what's his name the guy who was in um how i met your mother the lawyer guy jason seagal he is supposed to be playing the thing in um in she hulk like from the fantastic who yeah from the fantastic four jason seagal is rumored to have been cast as the thing and is going to make an appearance in She-Hulk. Huh. That's interesting. So I'm wondering then if we're finally starting to get some kind of multiverse advancement stuff, or if we're just going to be introduced slowly to this um, Earth... What? I forget the number. 616. Um, 6 is Fantastic Four is... Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up, actually, because uh, I I'd heard the other day that all of these shows, like from WandaVision until Miss Marvel, they were all filmed in roughly the same, like, nine-ish month time frame. So that's why, like, is seemingly the scope of all of these shows has been so small is because they've been, uh, they haven't been, like, been, they haven't been doing the the production of them while in the process of making the movies as well. So that's why they feel so disconnected. But I think that uh, oh. um, She-Hulk is the first of the shows to be actually like um, filmed and recorded after some of these movies have already gone through post-production. So it would kind of make sense to me if this is the first one that we really start to see those implications happen. Yeah. But huh. I'm also like, I also feel like they've starved us so much for that type of thing that I'm not expecting it to happen in, in, uh, in She-Hulk either. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, I thought I remembered reading as well that the, at least two of the directors, I don't know if they're the directors for all the episodes of Miss Marvel, but um, they're the directors for the Batgirl movie that is coming out on HBO in a while. And there was an article about their comments on on directing both a Marvel and DC property TV show. Um, and yeah, in it, they basically either it was implied or outright stated, or I just read it that way, that that they filmed Miss Marvel like before Batgirl. And I was like, damn, wasn't Batgirl filmed like two years ago or something? Like, <laughs> so I never yeah. considered that they were all filmed within like a nine month span at a certain yep. point for a few Most of the properties. Most of them started in 2019, actually. Hmm. So that, that's, that's like part of the reason why it's so disconnected. Like oh, I guess also because really maybe COVID right delayed a few things and they're probably like a year behind um well where they i would still be. say that they're like they're probably not too far off pace um given that they were like they were filming these around the time that they were wrapping filming for endgame so they already oh, really? had this well yeah because oh, like it was maybe a couple months after like if we're saying if we're saying 2019 uh was like say the beginning of their filming like we'll say summer 2019 <clears throat> 
maybe six months before Endgame releases. We know it's been done for a little bit at that point. Huh. So they, they knew, like, obviously how they were going to end the saga, but they also knew right away how they were going to try and continue it. Interesting. Um, and there has been, like, like Iman... Uh, that's, that's her name, right? Yeah. Iman, Iman, Iman Vellani. Vellani, yeah, that's it. Uh, she was even saying that, like, during uh, filming for Miss Marvel, she was watching the weekly releases of... Um, WandaVision. Oh. Oh, wow. oh I so, think yeah, we talked about that. It's a weird timeline. I think you're right. These. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I feel like... Yeah, I feel that you actually brought that up on a podcast episode when they cast her or something like that, that she made an, an Instagram or a Twitter post like saying that. Huh. Maybe. I, I don't remember exactly. I feel like but... that really rings a bell. That's like some weird deja vu. Um, well, we, we talked about how she was a super fan that got actually turned no, into but, a, but, a hero. But, but that was only like last podcast episode. I think Ryan talked about that like when we were talking about WandaVision. <clears throat> maybe. Oh, maybe. That's way back. Uh, yeah, those, those are the early days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those days don't even have intro music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but damn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, son. <sighs> but I would say that's really all I got in terms of my Miss Marvel rant. I, I think. Uh, yeah. I think I summarized most of my grand ideas. Yeah. I like how you're almost now just summarizing your whole speech when we like tangented slightly off for like the last 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i totally I wanted to go through specifics but like i know there's a lot of specifics <laughs> yeah um yeah i just i i think the only last thing i want to add is 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 to add on to this doggy pile of comron shit um <laughs> when he was introduced in his episode I was like, oh no, they're going to do some like boy meets girl type rom-com thing. And then it turned into like him actually having more to do with the lore. And I was like, okay, maybe this character is interesting now. And then they turned him into like this bumbling, like, but mummy said this like fucking idiot. (laughs) And then they turned him into this like flip floppy boy. That's like pancaking and somersaulting in in his way into just like the worst villain like anti-hero i don't even know what he is kind of uh, thing yeah, I don't know. like i his his <clears throat> character development took such a wild ride i was mm-hmm. like overall i'm not impressed with that character i feel they set him up for some future stuff and i really hope they do him better in the future me too me too Hmm. yeah and i don't know if alex you have anything else to add but i'm pretty miss marveled out (laughs) yeah no i'm definitely (laughs) miss marveled out yeah on that one um... what's the next um marvel thing to look forward to aside from thor for you like for all of us right now after thor is she hulk i think she hulk okay all right next month and that could go either way yeah i'm gonna watch it just the same i'll keep an open mind like i did with miss marvel well, and that's and that's it. We'll just we'll just keep an open mind, and not, you know, 
<laughs> not expect too much. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I still feel like I wasn't disappointed by Miss Marvel. I still liked the show, and I still probably give it like, if I had to, if I was rating it, I'd give it like a six and a half. Because it wasn't bad. I thought it, the first uh, like four episodes were actually really good, but yeah. five and six started to really slow down, and then six was just straight up bad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still I... really did like episodes one through four. I thought they were well done. I'll I'll give it a little bit of a higher score with a six point nine out of ten, just because that's the only way I can <laughs> gleam a bit more joy out of this rating <laughs> of the show. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Alex. Alex what, what would you give it? Ah, uh, this one garners seven point five. Okay. Um, because I did like a lot of it up until the last two episodes, and then it just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of fell apart for me. Um, seven point five, maybe an eight if I have a drink or two, <laughs> <laughs> or are sleep deprived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's my final on that one. Oh God. Is that everybody? Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think we've slapped beaten the dead horse <laughs> quite a bit here. I, I, yeah, I could agree so... with that. Well, I mean, like Ryan, Ryan opened it up. And yeah, that's right. And Maybe next time, Ollie, you and I just just sat there and kicked it while it was down, like. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe maybe next time we start with the person that's the most critical of something, <laughs> and then the other and then the other ones after that will kind yeah, of man. lighten the mood a bit. You gotta I, I don't know. I, I like to hear your unbiased opinions before I just absolutely tarnish whatever <laughs> property it is. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. When it comes in with Mjolnir and just dummies it in the face. Just, <laughs> oh man! God, I. You're gonna have so much fun tomorrow with Thor. You, uh, you guys keep you, saying you're it. gonna like it. There's, I, I hope so. There's, yeah, there's a character in that show that just like that movie that just won it for me. And and I, I'll get more on that next week when we talk about it. But, Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, is that it? Are we wrapping up. Yeah. I'd yeah, so. I think so. Let's get out of right. here. Let's fucking pitter patter. Um, ha! Shout outs, shout outs, right? Shout outs. Yeah. Sorry, it's been a couple weeks. Not that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <A little> rusty. <laughs> Super rusty. Oh, I'm gonna keep it simple, keep it fly. I'm gonna give the boys over at Nerd Talk Plus a quick shout out because those guys are pretty awesome. Javier and uh, and them. Uh, they just dropped a bunch of episodes in the last like week or so. Go check those out. Uh, shout outs, of course, to uh, Blind Knowledge and Joey. He is one of our promoters. He's helped us get to where we are now. And uh, I think through him, we will grow even large penises. <laughs> Larger than what a pleasure our already large penises. Joey. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's good. Really that's blessing good. us out here. Um, and I guess real quick shout out to one of our sponsors, uh, and that is the uh, Swift Lifestyles. Go check those guys out. SwiftLifestyles.com. If you like drinks like G Fuel, and I don't know what any of the other ones are called because 
I don't know what any of the other ones are called. What are the what's what are the other ones, Ryan? Gamer subs. Gamer subs. That's the one. <laughs> Fuck. If you enjoy drinks like that, maybe you should check out Swift Lifestyles. They're very much the same thing, and their purchase. Sorry, your purchases there help us grow as a channel uh, because we make ten percent um, of uh, of all final sales. That is SwiftLifestyles.com. Use product code. Product code. That's not the word I'm looking for. I got work on the brain. (laughs) Use code nerdy nom noms. Get yourself a discount and let them know we sent you. Go check that shit out. They've got so many flavors. Um, I'm actually going to be hopefully putting together a package soon for us so that we can uh, get some shit going. Get some drinky drinks. Hell yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, am I missing anybody? No, um, no, nope, I got nothing. Out. Nothing, nothing <laughs> like of the important shoutouts. No, definitely. Unless definitely. you had any specific ones you wanted to throw out there. Yeah, go check out Ryan Synthetic Seven S out <laughs> on the Twitch and everywhere else that he is found. The man sir, works sir. to the bone doing his uh, doing his streams. Is that su- Sunday to Wednesday? Is that what it is? Yes, sir. We have been same playing time? the Bioshock collection. Oh, shit. No, it's random Ooh. times throughout the day. Uh, oh, I've been struggling, man. Like, huh. this... So, I don't know what's going on with this game, but it, I was I got to the second level, and it would just crash, like, at random points. So, oh. it took me about five straight hours to clear the second level, because even if I saved at, like, late intervals, it would delete the save file. And I would just start from the beginning of the level, no matter That's what. That's frustrating. Oh, damn. It was so frustrating. And uh, so I've since beat that level. I have about 11 and a half hours in the game now, and I'm stuck in the same loop on, like, level six. Hmm. <laughs> it's hmm. rough, but it's a really fun game when it works. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. is pretty rough. I thought maybe you were going to tell me it was too hard. You're getting your ass kicked. Yeah, that's oh, what no. I thought. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. poor I was Ryan. Say, it's not that bad as long as you're using. Let me put some aloe vera right on that ass. Because yeah. it got burnt. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm killing it. I've already maxed out like the majority of my Adam's stuff, and I actually absolutely just murk the big daddies. Oh, I barely yeah. die uh, anymore. I so miss it, the Bioshock games with with those um, elixirs or whatever they called them. Um, they were different. That gave you the powers between the two games because in in the first two, it's like, uh, oh, what are they called? They're not called elixirs. They're not. Uh, they're called hypos, I think, or Eve Eve hypos. What? No, 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 no. no, no. Those like, are like, like the, the actual things. the actual abilities themselves. Yeah, I can't remember, but I I, I the no infinite themselves. tonics. No tonics are. Bioshock Three. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, like there, there is tonics. Like the tonics are what they call the slots that uh, for like other things, like passive abilities. Oh. Well, well they they change the terminologies. The all I remember. Plasmids. Between... Plasmids. Yeah, that's right. Plasmids. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Plasmid. That was gonna drive me nuts. I'm like, I know the name. <laughs> And then what are they called in Bioshock 3? Or Infinite? I think like tonics or something like that. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward. Rumor is that there's another Bioshock game that's Vigors. Be- Vigors, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a rumor that there's a Bioshock game in development right now that and I think the latest rumor was that it was uh uh two cities, one directly underneath the other one, but like reversed, so one city is like upside down of the other one. Oh yeah. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, but I don't know if those are true. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, is yeah, Vecna the anime? Looking forward to another one. Yeah. <laughs> what an I get what you mean, though. They're like like a mirrored city. Like yeah, yeah, platform. mirrored city. I'm just too high to describe what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but hey man i'm all about another bioshock and if they could maybe just bring it forward a little bit in the time get some better weapons going that's all i'm saying oh yeah yeah they don't have to be like full-on modern but they could be you could bioshock us into the future well before this uh the whole system shock shit and we can just i'll be honest i don't think i've ever f- whenever i've played the bioshock games i don't think i've ever fully understood like the ending and the ramifications of like what i saw in in most of the endings like i feel like that series always confused me i don't know if i was just like high when i finished bioshock infinite but i was like i it's kind of like how people say like did you understand inception because like i didn't for a while and then it took like my fourth rewatch of like inception to really understand what was going on i guess did not have that problem same with fight club People and, have a hard um, time with Fight Club. Yeah, but but I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Bioshock stories—they're convoluted, but I, if, yeah, as long as you don't miss story beats as they're happening, you should be able to connect the dots. Yeah, and I think that's just what it is. I probably miss story beats here and there and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, that I enjoy is, those games regardless. Is what it is, Ryan. Even though I just shouted you out, if people want to <laughs> find you on the internet, where do they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitch at Synthetic7S. Like Alex said, streaming Sundays to Wednesdays every week, so make sure to stop by for those streams. Hell yeah. Ollie, internet, where? Um, on a computer, preferably. Um, Fair enough. But <laughs> um, <laughs> at, uh, on Instagram at Oliver.HRuiz. Ruiz. And I'm I'm keeping things neutral today and I'm not gonna favor either one of you and I'm just gonna say do not follow either Alex or Ryan. Oh, oh wow. That's not neutral, that's opposing. <laughs> I'm giving you equal treatment, that's how it's neutral. <laughs> no, because it's still that's okay. That's okay. Hey, I like Uno skipped you guys. Just sure. follow me. <laughs> fair enough if you want to find me on the internet for whatever reason uh you can you can find me on the twitter and the instagram on twitter at the real snurfin on instagram at snurfin or you can find the podcast because we are also an internet entity on both the instagram and the twitter at nerdy Namicron. That uh, this concludes our show, folks. Hope you had a good time. I had a good time. It's always fun to listen to Ryan slam a show into the ground. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what imp- we come here for every week, isn't that right, folks? Vigor and impunity. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Fucking enjoy that outro music because it is always 
good time headbanging to that. And until next week, when we discuss the woes of Thor and who the fuck else knows what. Hmm. Peace. Adios. Peace out.